What's up, guys? Moraine Barbarians Podcast, episode 30... No, I think it's 40 now. It is 40? Okay. Right 40. Right, 40. Episode 40. Holy <laughs> shit. Yeah, right. 40 episodes. <laughs> I'm blown away. All right, we are here in Taryn's parlor again. It's me, Billy, and Taryn. Yo. We got a guest on tonight, Nico Ackman. Say what's up. What's up? So everybody can hear your voice. Yep. You may remember Nico from the uh, Duck Camp episode, if yep. you're a loyal fan. Yes, the Duck Camp episode, <clears throat> exactly, from... Like September. Yep, September. Late September. Yeah, so that was a cool episode. Cool weekend. Hell yeah. We're relaxing tonight. Stram's not here. No, he's just doing dad stuff, I guess. But uh, yeah, we're chilling here. We got, uh, we got Nico. He's recovering from uh, shoulder surgery. What exactly did you have done? Um, I got my labrum uh, reattached to my shoulder because it was completely torn off. And then. Oh. Um, there's a couple other tendons in there that were that were severed. God damn, how'd that happen? Uh, mountain bike crash back in high school, so Okay. Nine year old injury finally <laughs> finally got her taken care of a couple doctors later. Yeah. Yeah, they finally took an MRI and a bunch of well trained individuals figured it out. Because <laughs> they couldn't really see it from the even from the MRI, they couldn't see it. But okay. then once they dove in there, they're like, Wow. This is really bad. Shit. Yeah, didn't they have to fix, like, a couple other things, too? Not yeah, just what they like, thought they were? Yeah, doing? it was basically, like, all the tendons on the backside of my shoulder were reattached. Were, were, were you mountain biking around here? Or? No, I was actually... I used to race in high school. Okay. And uh, it was over in Eau Claire. And okay. I ate it pretty hard. Well, and then the following day, I was playing a soccer match. And um, I got slide tackled from behind. And... Landed on the same shoulder the next day. <laughs> so arm went numb for like six months. Figured something was wrong, but no one no one could figure it out or no one really tried to figure it out and finally I had enough and uh wow. yeah. Especially with my line of work, it was getting to the point where I couldn't even climb trees anymore. Yeah. So Wow. Yeah, well good thing you finally got it taken care of. Yeah, but yeah, I like the number. Yeah. Jeez. <clears throat> so you've been forced to just chill. Yeah. And just like hibernate. I I've never done this my entire life, so it's did, very it's a very you, very eye opening experience for me. Yeah, to just be kind of well, it's not your dominant hand, so you're not like completely handicapped. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, still only having one use of one arm has got to yeah. be pretty weird too. Yeah, I mean having somebody <clears throat> help you put your shirt on every day. Oh and, yeah. <laughs> and, you yeah. Know, shit, you don't think about. Yeah, it. you gotta wear sweatpants and. Stuff like that. Yeah. Did you did you specific or like purposefully time it around like a lull in hunting season? Well, it was just work in out? work. <laughs> it mainly in it, well, it was supposed to be done in December, but then I got um, I got an infection in my tooth because I had a root canal done that went bad and from a broken tooth from actually goose shot. From a piece of steel shot, oh. broke my tooth. Oh shit! And I had a root canal done. It got infected. They couldn't do the surgery because I had an infection. So I had to get like two weeks before the surgery. I I got all my wisdom teeth pulled and that tooth pulled, and then to get the and then I cleared up. They checked me. Didn't have an infection anymore. Boom! Right into surgery. So okay. So it was a couple months delay, but yeah. Yeah, because I remember it was like the towards the end of hunting. It was like a like a couple. Maybe two weeks left of like the yeah. end of deer season, and we were like, "Oh, you're not going to be able yeah. to finish it." Blah blah blah. Yeah. And then you were like, "Just kidding, my tooth's infected." <laughs> yep, yep. 
Exactly. Yeah, I was worried about not being able to hunt the last couple of days of or the last week of duck season. But I don't think we even hunted much that weekend anyway. But yeah, we went one day with Joe, and then we were gonna go. Oh yeah, the last that's day and... you're right, dude. I shot a mallard. Yep, that was the last duck yeah. that died. That's juicy, right. juicy mallard, and Joe's dog did a beautiful retrieve. Beautiful retrieve. That was. <laughs> yeah. The rest of the morning wasn't that beautiful, but that's all right. At least we didn't see that many more ducks. Yeah. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah. Pumped you into turkey season, too. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, I got to I don't know. It's, like, I, I had this ambition of, like, getting into hunting and, like, being able to, like, provide my own meat and shit like that. And now, especially with, like, grocery store prices being just fucking insane. But it's, like, every time I buy a, some shit from the grocery store, I feel like a, a little bit of, like, a failure or something, you know, where I'm just, like... <laughs> I get like this is how I hunt I guess I'm just throwing the <laughs> fucking shopping cart like <laughs> so I'm pretty pumped to like you know for seasons yeah, to to fucking start up again and get another get opportunity to get some shit in my freezer yeah yeah <laughs> yeah it's really all about time and I know it sucks because like being a student makes it hard and also duck hunting's fucking expensive so we don't have well, as much resources we, because you're in school and we make it's like like the way we hunt. Like, sure, we the, go after it pretty yeah, hard. Yeah, we go after it hard, and we go kind of all out. But, like, a guy who just wants to get a couple birds, you know, every, you know, you, there's a lot of yeah. different ways of doing yeah. it. Yeah, shoot <laughs> some ducks on the weekend. Yeah, you, can, yeah. you definitely can. That's true. Yeah. That's but, true. Yeah. Turkey hunting, I would say, is probably one of the most cost-effective types of hunting there is. Yeah. You know, yeah. They're very available species. Be excited for that too. I want to. You, I can hunt with my bow, right? Doesn't yeah. Have to be oh yeah. Crap. It's, yep. Obviously, yeah, it's, it's more difficult. I know, but yeah, it's, yeah. I'd I'd like to do that. I mean, I've been I did two archery leagues again this winter, so I've been staying consistent with practicing oh, and everything. And fucking, yeah, that would be that would be ideal yeah. for me. But yeah, yeah. that would be sick. Yeah. Turkey with <clears> just bow. get a turkey period would be nice though. Mm-hmm. Too. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, with with yeah. a bow though, it's <clears> definitely. I've I've taken a couple with a bow. And it's definitely a different experience. Like it's, it, yeah. it feels like a total different type of hunting yeah. than just with the shotgun. Just the way you, and they, out of any animal you hunt, they've got the best eyes. Yeah, they will pick you off. So you gotta be, it it to archery hunt a turkey, especially if you're not gonna use a blind. It takes some skill. So yeah. if you get one, <clears throat> it's, it's yeah, it's a, it's a it's an achievement for sure. Yeah, that's why I hit up. Hartman to see if you know he'd, he'd take me out there. Hopefully, it was his wisdom yeah. and experience. Oh, we yeah. can, yeah, and he's a pretty skilled <coughs> archer as well. So, yeah, <clears throat> yeah, grease one out. Yeah, that'd be mm-hmm. awesome, man. <clears throat> Get some shit because, yeah, I mean, what that the duck and that goose that's the only thing I've hunted so far, so yeah. <laughs> or successfully. So, yeah, it's been a, it's been a while, and that's you know, yeah, it's you not didn't do her much this year, did you? Right. No, yeah, no, I didn't get out there. It was it was weird because I normally I'd, I'd go out to um, my boss Mike's land out in Pittsville. Okay. Um, I don't think they went out there this year. I don't remember if it flooded or something. There's something going on with that. I didn't go out there. And then um, my uncle and his brother have some land, but as um, their family gets bigger, more people are hunting it, so it's like harder for me to yeah. get get out there, get, get you know, a, a chance to yeah get a spot and everything. So yeah, yeah no, I didn't. I, I only went out maybe twice this year, three really? years. I, mean, I didn't didn't give myself much of an opportunity anyway. Yeah. So, well, it was your first semester in school too, which like yeah, I know for me too when I was in school, like there was a couple falls where I maybe hunted like duck hunted like three times. 
you know, yeah. just because like my schedule was shitty. Yeah, I thought Billy was giving up on me for, for a <laughs> but he came back and, and he yep. came back harder than than I could have this year. <clears throat> yeah, it's definitely one of those things that once you got the the bug, it's like yeah, it's kind of ridiculous sometimes, but yeah, waterfowl hunting too is just such an exciting kind of hunting. I mean, compared to like rifle hunting a deer sitting in a deer stand just essentially waiting for it to walk within you know 100 yeah, 200 yards like yeah like yeah, it's a lot more involved and yes i don't know yeah that's the same thing <clears throat> with turkey hunting too yeah you know like rifle hunting depending on where you're at if you if you're if you can if you're in a state where you can rifle hunt during the rut and actually call, call them in or even you know bow hunt for deer and mm-hmm. call them in it's a lot more fun but yeah, the the gun hunting in Wisconsin is really a ambush deal. Yeah, for sure. Which I mean, it's I'm good too for just harvesting meat. Oh yeah, you know, like I said, it's, that's yeah. that's kind of the goal too is to be able to provide my right, own food, damn meat. Yeah, food in the freezer, especially yeah. with the, the state of the world right now. Yeah, it's like we have a, an availability to a nice sustainable, meat. Yeah, yeah, sustainable, sustainable resource for yeah. Yeah. And and with the deer numbers nowadays, oh my gosh! I mean, every every person and their brother could shoot a deer, and there'd still be a probably a surplus. Yeah, it is amazing. It is amazing. Yeah. Right? I think I don't know if it was because we had a mild winter or what, but I feel like I've seen ridiculous amounts of yeah. deer. Yeah, and our last winter too was really mild. Yeah, and there's been a lot of with all the recent storms in the last couple of years, and all the blowdowns and cutting that's happened. There's a lot of winter food browse you know young trees that are mm. sprouting up and stuff so there's there's a lot of a lot more food for them so i think a lot more make it through the winter than what they used to sure i want to get down on some small game too i know we we went small game hunting a little yeah, we bit we did quite but... a bit that one weekend <clears throat> we went yeah. pretty hard yeah, it'll be different when I can when I get my tax return. Like I said, I'm getting that, that other shotgun, so I'll have my own my own shotgun. I can go practice with that and get you know coordination down and the reps and with that, so I can be a little quicker on the draw when we're yeah. kicking stuff up. Cause, mm-hmm. Yeah, that small game hunt. Yeah, you gotta be fast. Quick as fuck. When I had that, what was that that long ass? Yeah, yeah. Fucking <laughs> swinging this big duck gun through this thick forest. Taller than I am. Yeah. <laughs> like a musket. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, dude, I remember watching you pull up on that ring neck when we were on that lake opening weekend, yeah. and it was like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, you're leaning back. A yeah, I was following. Not because it, it was heavy, but just because it's so fucking long. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. Having a gun, when you if it doesn't feel like it fits you, don't buy it. Yeah, it does. Yeah. That means it doesn't fit it. you. Yeah, because then you got to fight it your whole, yeah. you know, if you take, that's the biggest thing. When I've hunted with new people and they take out a, just a gun that they borrow from someone or whatever like it's it's just hard to watch when they like even when i was younger and i'd use a like when i was 12 i wasn't an adult like i like i could not handle anything more than a youth youth shotgun and if somebody handed me an adult big shotgun like just a standard 870 or or you know stoger over under or something i did i shoulder that thing it was uncomfortable, and when I shot, it blew me back pretty good. Right. <laughs> but, yeah, but if you got a youth model, that's like... Yeah. Because that was the same thing. I had a youth model yeah. in 70, and it was like... That's what I talked on with my first three yeah. years, and it was it was great. And then when I actually was ready for the for full size, you know, mm-hmm. it was it fit perfectly. Yeah. 
<clears throat> yeah, yeah. When I, I think when I was eighteen, because I, I still hunted when we started duck hunting together. You I, I still had the youth, yeah, because yeah. that was the only gun I had. And then finally, you know, I turned eighteen, and I could actually, I didn't have to give my parents money to buy me the <laughs> right. gun. You know, cause <laughs> I couldn't legally buy a gun until I was eighteen. Finally, when I turned eighteen, then I bought a shotgun and. It was a full size gun. I started shooting because I was really good with my with my youth gun for a while, but then it just got too short on me. Mm. So then when I got my adult adult length gun, I picked it right back up. Yeah, yeah you were you were hard with those eight seventies for a long time, dude. Mm-hmm. A lot of years. Still am. Just freaking hammering them. Mm-hmm. What do you think you used most last season? I I used my Benelli just because it was a new gun. Yeah. But, the, the one day that we went out d- duck hunting and I I think the it was last day no it was um it was the day we went to our little our little spot and the weekend we shot so many oh, those mallards. Yeah, 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 yep, and yep, I yep, shot yep. that limit yep and it was like I don't think I missed that day four maybe I missed four. yeah I think it was four for four maybe four for five but it was um yeah it was Awesome. Deadly as ever. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 That's awesome. There, I mean, you can't beat an 870. And the sound yeah. of it, just like, yeah. ching, ching, it's, 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 such a, so... it's such a classic. <laughs> right. it's such I could a go to sleep here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh my God. And, and they're so reliable. I mean, how many, if I had a dollar for every time I submerged my gun fully, I think I'd be a rich <laughs> I'd be able to buy a new 870. <laughs> yeah. No, they, I, I own five of them. So, I mean, and I've never really had too many malfunctions unless I, unless they get absolutely caked with dirt or mud or something like that, you know, mm-hmm. and then they just take them all apart and flush them out. And, yeah. Was that the one Kiefer was selling this, this year? Yep. Yeah. That you were going to buy? That, that was yeah. fucked up. That was <laughs> fucked up of him. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to come look at that later. He's like, yeah, after work. And then he's and like, then he sells it. Yeah, it's gone. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, whatever, man. <laughs> That's Kiefer though. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> wasn't meant to be it's all good yeah exactly. like <laughs> you want look at you you're getting a break action now you didn't want to pump yeah i didn't really it would have been a hell of a good deal for you though right yeah exactly yeah like, and as far as to like, get that 870 good deal good starter a gun a good a you know yeah mm-hmm. it, it would have been, been super reliable right yeah, yeah. it would have been a, a good buy but yeah i think it'd be better to get a break action that'd be nice yeah dude that's what you want definitely yeah yeah it's definitely. all about what you, what you think you'd feel comfortable with yeah and ultimately, like for duck hunting, I mean, usually there are sometimes when you get a nice big flock that comes in close and you get a backpedaling and you have an oppor- a good opportunity for three shots. Right. But a lot of the time you're, you know, your two best opportunity or your best opportunities are just two shots and your third one's like a cleanup. Yeah. I think, I think that'll kind of be a, a mentality thing too, where it's like, you know, I, I don't have the three shots so mm-hmm. you know. You, whereas like, if you, you know, you have the three, you might not take the best shot just knowing you have couple more coming where it's like now it might be a little bit more you know yeah concentrated on that so yeah i also think a break action is easier to learn how to shoot you know what i mean like because that's what they're meant for is like trap shooting and shit so you can take them out and i don't know i i think i i've always been a better shot with a break action whether it's single barrel or double barrel than i have been with like pumps at a range well and it's that mentality too that you have like just Two shells. Like a lot of like if you talk to any older guys that you know, that hunted in the sixties, seventies, eighties, like 
they all were like, yep, my dad gave me a single shot. And he, that's what he taught me with, you know, it was yeah. a single shot and you got one shot. Make it count, yeah. Make it count. <laughs> and that was a good way to teach somebody because you got one shot, make it count, make it ethical. And like, like, uh, our buddy Quentin, his grandpa, he grew up in like the forties and all they could afford was a single shot. They could buy him for $15, a single shot shotgun. And they learned how to actually shoot, you know, they could, they could shoot three rounds at a flock of ducks with their single shot because like just they'd hold shells in their mm. between their fingers yeah and as the flock was coming across they'd shoot drop the action open drop another shell in close it shoot you know they could crank off rounds almost as fast as a guy could crank them off with a pump action shotgun yeah. it was insane but that's all they could afford and they shot birds because they didn't have like it was cheap like to duck hunt back then because you could use lead shells you bought a shotgun, you know, a box of shells was probably 50 cents yeah. or less, 25 cents for a whole box. Yeah. And, and a, a shotgun, a single shot shotgun was $15. And then you buy cheap PVC waders with a wool coat. And that's all you, you know, you maybe homemade a couple of decoys to throw yeah. out, but it was almost all pass shooting. Yeah. And you shot bird, you tried to kill as many birds as you possibly could with one, with each shell because everyone was, you know. Or at least those guys were pretty poor right. back in the day. So every bird was, you know, a meal for one person. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> yeah. What if you pluck a duck too? Like especially a big mallard. I mean, that's oh yeah, between yeah, the legs would... and everything. Like there's there's a lot of meat in yeah. there. If that's how you want to eat it. Yeah. So. And they would make sure to pluck every duck oh, because yeah. that's where. And then they would take all the innards and keep every you know they keep the gizzard and the heart and liver. you know the liver. Yeah. Duck liver. Yeah, and that's what they, you know, that's what they would do because that's how it was. And right. we can we can afford to not keep the guts if we don't want to anymore. And you dude, know, this year at duck camp, if we have a good opening day, we're eating duck liver. Yeah. Oh hell yeah, man. My one of my favorite things to do, honestly, is to save the hearts. Like when I'll breast out a duck, I'll take my knife and I'll I'll stab it through the sternum, break it open, and pull out the heart, and then you keep a little bag of hearts, and then if you have a campfire. You shish roast them. them, yeah. You shish kebab them. And you roast them like a marshmallow. Delicious. Yeah. They're, Are you serious? Yeah. Dude, wow. I used to do that. I used to do that. Actually, my brother, he was having when he was younger, he was having like a birthday party or something. And I, I think I shot a limited ducks, and um, I brought him home, and I was like cleaning them, showing the showing his friends, you know, how to clean a duck, and then be like, "What does the heart look like?" And I cut it out, and they're like, "Can you eat that?" And I was like, "Yeah." So I took all the hearts out, and I fried them all up for the guys and they freaking loved them nice. and so i did that for like a year or two but i should do that again because it's good meat you know? oh dude yeah i'm gonna start buying beef heart me and stram had that beef heart it's yeah, delicious really. it tastes like a steak the texture is a lot different it's, it's like really tender and really like dense you know like muscles yeah. kind of like There's, fibrous yeah. but um it tastes just like a heart we just fried it up in cast iron it was fucking it was amazing it's like those some onions and yeah. oil in there and... we didn't even like i i don't remember what he seasoned it with he had some kind of seasoning but it was like salt pepper and some kind of like mix he has and then uh yeah just threw some butter down the cast iron fried it at like medium heat and it was fucking delicious yeah so and like it's cheap because oh, yeah. people in, you know in america don't eat organ meat so yeah yeah, yeah and a fucking cow heart i mean that'll it's a big piece of meat so yeah, yeah, I'm gonna get more into the organ meats too. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. I started doing that with deer. I never used to, but the last two seasons, I've saved all the hearts and eaten them. And I'm that's definitely something that I'm gonna cook down now. Yeah. Like that's like to me, that's like just like the tenderloin. 
It's like yeah. if it's if it's still there after I shoot it, I want it. Yeah. yeah. It all depends. For me, it all depends on where I shoot the animal. Yeah. You know, if I shoot it, <clears throat> if I shoot it like in the neck or, you know, wherever, then I'll like away from the heart, like a ways away from the heart, then I'll keep it. But or with a bow. But yeah. I'm not gonna. If I shoot it close to the heart with a rifle, I'm not gonna need it. Yeah. Just with all the metal fragments and stuff. Well, it's yeah, I usually, I mean, I usually, like, when I cut mine down, I inspect it pretty well, so I'm, like... Yeah. I'm usually but. never that concerned with the lead, but... I don't know. Like my boss, Tony, was saying, he fries up your testicles, too. That's crazy. Little, That's really interesting. A little bit of butter and... Really? And fries them up, yeah. I was like, yeah. I'd try that. Fuck it. <laughs> yeah. Give it a shot. It's not like it's a lot of meat or anything, but just a little... Yeah, <laughs> I don't know how I feel about that. Like, just the idea of eating a testicle. <laughs> I'm sure it's a delicacy somewhere. <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> I mean, it's like Rocky Mountain oysters. But right. Yeah. It'd be like, uh, what's a what's a mountain range? Pinocchio Mountain Range oysters. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Cornfield oysters. <laughs> those are the ones from Iowa. Yeah. Those would be big. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, that's one thing too. I guess why. One reason I want to. Um, bow hunted turkey too is like I'm, that's what I'm the weapon I'm most comfortable with that's why I shoot the most so I'm, you know I'm, I think that'd be yeah you practice a lot week. yeah like I said I'm doing two leagues this year so I'm shooting at least twice a week and I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep that going and yeah, yeah so it's like yeah I'm getting one pair I think I sent you, I sent you that snapchat or whatever yeah. and I was like warming up I was like I should probably just stop because I yeah, <laughs> got an X at 40 yards like warming up I was like that's yeah, <laughs> we'll call that good but, yeah, I mean, well, I think I showed you those pictures, too, this summer. We do, um, like, 3D leagues, like, around Alpaca oh, yeah. and Wausau and stuff like that. And, um, you know, they always have, like, a long-range target at, like, 70. And um, during the summer, I'll get it to, like, you know, paper plate size from 70 yards out oh. and shit. So it's, like... That's pretty hard. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm, I'm good with a bow, so <laughs> yeah. it's, like, I should... Why did you... <laughs> and it, but, but it all depends on how good you can handle yourself when the ammo yeah, that's the thing too. Is yeah, the that's adrenaline going, especially when you have an awkward big, position. And... Old Tom Goblin at yeah. you, and he's shaking <clears throat> your chest with his goggles. <laughs> and I'm not even joking. When it happens to you, you'll be like, "Oh my god!" Right? That freaking oh, thing's actually like, shit. <laughs> I don't know what they do, but like, there's it's something with like when they gobble, like they like their gobble like manipulates the sound waves in some certain way, or like. I don't know, but it like it'll actually shake your chest if yeah. you're close. Like it'll like Their feel like, like feel a like, resonance chamber. Yeah, it'll just feel, like, oh, yeah, like a dude. fucking opera singer. <laughs> it's, it's ridiculous. It's it's you don't you can't explain it until you experience it. Yeah. <clears throat> but once you experience it, it's like and it, they gotta be close. You know, like if he's like a hundred yards out there, he's not gonna do it. But when he's like, if he's in the woods, it, and it doesn't happen in a field. It's gotta be in the woods. It's gotta be in the timber. Like, it's, like, the sound, just, like, I don't know what it is. But if it's in the woods and he gobbles at you at, like, 25 yards, it's just, like, it's freaking wild. It's, you'll, hopefully you'll Yeah, hopefully I get to experience it. Yeah, it sounds Yeah, crazy. and they do another thing called, um, it's, like, a spit and drum. And they, like, they, like, take a breath of air and then drum. And, or, like, that's the only way you can really explain it is it's, like, a drum. And it's, like, it's almost like a bass line. And it's yeah. just like a super deep sound that you, it's, it's almost, it's kind of like a feeling, but it is a sound, but it's like really like, and... yeah, it's just like, it sounds like a bass line, yeah. like on a sound. 
Yeah. That's really what it sounds like. It's really weird. But they call it a spit and drum. And you'll hear them spit. It's like, a, but it's like they take a gasp of air and then they drum. And it's like. <laughs> sounds awesome. Yeah, it's sweet. <laughs> it's really weird. It's sweet, though. Hopefully you'll experience that. Too. Yeah, yeah. But. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they're yeah, pretty good season. Yeah. We've had a, a, a mild winter here, so hopefully the, the deer obviously did good. Hopefully the turkeys yeah, did good. I've like, seen a lot lately. Yeah. Seems yeah, like I've seen all I've seen more more turkeys. I was really getting worried the last couple of years, but yeah, this year and last year, this year especially, there's been I've been doing a lot of habitat um work on my own property and um it's definitely paid off because the, for the first time ever, we've had actual flocks of turkeys on our property. So that's pretty cool. Never, oh, yeah. never had that happen before. We had like 40, like 40, 45 birds out there last week. What do you do to manage that? Just just like we we burn and then um, I've been creating like good nesting habitat, like making a lot of brush piles mm-hmm. and um, planting food plots and putting it in like like little watering holes for them so there's water food cover and then the trees on our property too have been um you know they're they're big enough now where the turkeys can actually roost in them so then there's a place for them to sleep and get away from predators yeah Yeah, it's a big ass bird it's a pretty sturdy tree everything wants to eat sturdy limb yeah Yeah, sturdy limb and everything wants to eat them so they got to get off the ground you know because they're a pretty tasty animal (laughs) that they are that they are yeah yeah some turkeys some small game yeah it'd be cool to get um yeah get some more small game and some rabbit to try some of that i got that uh my Kylo, my girlfriend's mom, got me the Steve Ranella cookbook, the Meteor cookbook or whatever. Um, so I'm gonna try out some of that shit. I'm gonna try out like rabbit or squirrel stew or you know, make like a chili out of that or something. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. But gotta get some first. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's it's funny here because like I got the bird feeders out there or whatever, and there's just a bunch of fat ass city squirrels out there. <laughs> and we go out to like, your parents' land, there's like you might see like one or two like real small, squ- you know. Yeah, I mean, like in the actual forest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like wild squirrels are so much different. Than these big fat ass fucking rats with fluffy yeah. tails. Like. Yeah. <laughs> and it all depends. I mean, we our area's um, been pretty picked through as far as like squirrels and small game hunting goes. Like you talk to any of the guys who like were our age in like the eighties, and they were like the squirrel hunting was phenomenal around here. But I think there used to be way more habitat. Though. Yeah, there's been a significant amount of development yeah, in the true. last four years. Yeah, significant development. Like where Crossroads Commons is, Alvin used to tell me stories about that. About how many rabbits that they they used to walk that shit, yeah. and it was like like very low, like you know, short timber. Mm-hmm. And he said they used to shoot so many rabbits in there. Oh, I bet. And now it's all just it's fucking industrial. Yeah, 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 yeah like Walmart huge, and Lowe's and shit. Huge it's like, freaking. Uh, parking lots yeah. half of it gets parked on and the other half just collects freaking sunlight <laughs> solar rays and heats up the freaking world yeah yeah <clears throat> yeah it is it is crazy how it's how steven's point's grown and all that habitat has like been destroyed because like little by little you don't really notice it but it's like yeah if somebody if you move away and then you come back like my my dad and his girlfriend i mean they live in like fort worth texas area um, 
my dad's been away. I mean, he's come back a couple of times in the last decade or so, but yeah, I mean, for him to be away for probably 15 years by the time he was, he's planning, they're planning on moving back once my younger sister's 18, like when she's done with school, they're thinking about moving back, so both from here. And yeah, it's going to be, they're not going to know how to fucking get around town. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah if, you, if you go away for a few years and come back, well, even like the army too, like I'd come back home once or twice a year maybe. And it was, it was different every time too. Like mm. it's just, yeah, it happened so fast. All of a sudden there's a bunch of new fucking stores or there's a new fucking new building here, or something new building there. there. Yeah. yeah. Something just changed. Oh, yeah. There fuck. is, there is like a lot that's gone on here in the last. Yeah. Development. Yeah. I hope <clears> they, it's, I don't know. I feel like the problem with. The problem with our area, well, the problem with, like, Wisconsin, well, the problem with, like, everywhere, <laughs> well, like, they just want to keep sprawling out, like, yeah. just, like, using up, like, they're not, like, using up space in a smart way, they're, they're just, like, taking whatever space is available at the, at the right time, or at the time they, they need it, they want it, instead of, like, trying to, like, strategically plan, like, a city, so it's, like, a city still, you know, yeah. like, they're kind of just, like, branching out like really far and it doesn't really matter like you go over by the fox the fox valley you hit the fox valley you go through there and it's pretty much like city connected city, to city connected, connected to city yeah. connected to city connected yep. to city and it's like it's all just like really far so like it's not super sustainable as far as like people driving to work and yeah. driving, you know like oh yeah i work I, I live in Appleton, and I work on the other side of Appleton, but the other side of Appleton is, like, freaking... An hour know. away. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then you drive south towards Milwaukee, and as far as you can go past Chicago, like, you can drive from... As soon as you hit Appleton, like, you get, like we've got family over in Kalamazoo and Michigan, and we'll drive, you know, east and then go south. And as soon as we hit Appleton, we're constantly in, like, a suburby city, mm-hmm. sprawly, all the way to, to Kalamazoo, Michigan. And it's just ridiculous. Yeah. Because it's around the lake, you're saying? Yeah. yeah. But, like, you know, we go, we hit the Chicago suburbs on the north. Then we go through Chicago. Then we hit the suburbs on the south. And as soon as we get on, out of the Chicago suburbs, we're in, like, the... Indiana, Gary, Indiana suburbs, you know, go, you go up through, and then as soon as you hit Michigan, it's the whole southern half of Michigan is a suburb. It's ridiculous. But hopefully one day we're smart enough. Yeah. But with the way the world's gone, there's just going to be more and more people moving to this area. I mean, this is going to be yeah. the place to be in the next 10 years, Absolutely. for sure. Absolutely. Temperate and Fertile. Mm-hmm. Right. <clears throat> Fertile and fresh water. Yeah. So yeah, that's why we need to start shooting deer because fucking groceries around here are gonna be ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna fill out the freezer next year for yeah. sure. Dude, I feel like you have never traditionally been like a meat hunter. Like you've always been like a quality deer, deer hunter. Like I remember multiple years like where you could have killed a lot without it without like batting and i killed like multiple deer and you just chose not to mm-hmm. yeah well and it's just like i sit out there i watch them i'm kind of looking for like either a really big doe like a really big doe mm-hmm. or a really big buck and I, you know i shot a, a an average size buck this year with my bow 
But no, that was a pretty nice buck, though. Yeah, it was a good buck. It was only a six pointer, but the horns, yeah, were like, he was pretty antlers yeah, were he was, very thick. Yeah, there was, was a lot of mass. He was a he was a big deer, and then the the one I shot up, up north with you, that, that was, was a pig. Yeah, that was a dandy. The body size on that thing. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I think the, the the body size was so big it actually made the rack look smaller. Yeah. Because Dude. it was that like it we, was a it was a moose. We hung it up in Billy's garage and we had the rack touching the rafters of his garage and the feet were still on the ground. Yeah. You had the upside down. The the rack was touching the ground and the feet were touching the rafters. Because we caped it. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. But it was yeah, Good it boy. was tall as fuck. Yeah. Yep. You left me with like a leg, like a hind quarter, yep. and my dad saw just the hind quarter. He even <laughs> see the deer. He's like, "That was a big fucking deer." <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That that put I, that put a decent amount of meat in the freezer. But yeah, Brittany killed quite a few this year too. She yeah. usually kills like a handful. Yeah, yeah, and and she's been she 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 loves to eat venison, so I just let her eat as much. And she, you know, she'll make she'll make me some. Especially but, if you're eating with her most of the time. Yeah. That's why yeah. But she, she loves to eat medicine like all the time. Which is good. Yeah. It's good lean meat. What that uh sounds like rocket fuel. What did you what did you mix that with? Was that was that beef or it's pork? Beef, yeah. yeah. It's beef. Yeah, that we do fifty fifty. That was delicious. We made that up with uh some spaghetti sauce and Hell yeah. spaghetti, yeah. Oh some good stuff. Yeah, yeah, you gave me yeah, some stuff last yeah. weekend. Yeah. That's <laughs> awesome, dude. I'm happy. Yeah, it's delicious. I there's I'm kind of at like a crossroads with like my butchering because i feel like i've gotten so good at getting like the best cuts of meat and saving them and cutting them into like steaks and roasts that i end up with so much fewer hamburger trimmings than i used to yeah (laughs) so like this year i think i I had more steak meat that i ended up with than hamburger meat even after we ground it because i just got you know like you know i could take it the hind quarters and it's i can make it 70 percent you know 70% 70% steaks and roasts. Yeah, dude, when so you like, when I was cutting with cutting up deer with you cuz Billy helped me cuz I'm I'm not very fast at it. He's really fast. And um I was impressed. Like he's just freaking it's like I was in a butcher shop. He's just freaking filleting them up. I think that's a little generous, but No, dude, seriously, you could honestly open up a butcher shop and probably make some money. Seriously. Dude, I would dude, consider you, doing that you, during like, if I had a job where I didn't work, like, in the wintertime, I would totally do that. Yeah. Like, uh-huh. bring me your deer. I'll process for you, like, 125 bucks a deer. 100 bucks a yeah. deer. 125 dude. Look at the way gas prices are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be... More that, I, I would definitely do that. But yeah. we That's just something that I grew up doing. Like, that was part of the hunt, was, like, when you finish the hunt, like, that night, you know... Yeah. There's a group of guys come to the house, whoever killed deer, like, you know, hang deer, skin them, you know, at least quarter them so people could take the, the smaller pieces home and finish it. It's like, yeah, and I never had... That was part of it. I, I mean, I didn't really... I didn't come from a hunting family. Like, my dad didn't hunt. So, I... You know, he... I actually... He hunts now a little bit. You know, he hunts for... He, he deer hunts a little bit, and he turkey hunts. It's kind of At funny least. for me to imagine your dad. Yeah, okay. yeah. <laughs> knowing yeah. your dad just seeing yeah, him all yeah. going. He loves turkey hunting. The blaze orange hat. Yeah, on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's not really a big deer hunter. Yeah, he he does it to do it because it's like a classic traditional Wisconsin thing. Yeah, like, but uh, turkey hunting, he I think he enjoys turkey hunting more. But um, uh, yeah, it's just like 
Yeah, I don't know, but it's it's cool having him teaching him how to. It's kind of cool because it's opposite usually yeah. <laughs> the, the father's teaching the son, you know, and yeah. I'm actually teaching him. But he, you know, he got me into fishing. He really sparked my. He sparked my love for the outdoors yeah. with fishing. He took me out fishing when I was like probably five, and he, you know, he didn't fish a lot, but he he enjoyed it a little bit, and he took me out, and I kind of took what he gave me and ran with it. But yeah, what were we talking? What were we getting at? Butchering meat and oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah so he never taught me. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, my dad never taught me yeah. how to like butcher because he yeah. didn't really, you know. He never butchered deer because he never he's never killed a deer. Yeah. He still never kills deer. Yeah. You know, he sits out there, but I don't think he really even cares to shoot one. <laughs> but yeah, so that's why, like, you know, and I only shot maybe one deer a year, maybe less, because I, you know, like Billy said, it was kind of the more quality end of things. As far as just, I just was very picky yeah, with yeah. what I wanted to kill. So, yeah. So then when I come and do it with Billy, I'm like, holy shit. Like this guy knows what he's doing. Yeah, I've, yeah. Been, I've been doing multiple a year myself. Yeah, for like yeah, you know, almost ten years. Yeah, it's crazy. Which is pretty cool. Yeah, I was talking to uh, what's her name? She's one of Renee's friends. We talked to her on Instagram. The Cali Sweet Spot Nutrition. I think. Oh yeah, 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 the okay. nutrition yeah, coach lady. Yep, yep. Yeah, shout out if she's listening. Uh, probably <laughs> not though. <laughs> she she seems a little bit more refined than what we do. But, um, <laughs> But I've, I've been talking to her because she, she's like one of the, she gets it, you know what I mean? She's like, hey, you need to eat fat and like fucking meat and shit, like all this, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. She's she's intelligent about her nutrition shit. Um, but yeah, I was talking to her about that, how like growing up eating like mac and cheese and shit like that, or it's like, yeah, I did not grow up hunting or, you know, like that eating quality foods, like you just, I don't know, stuff was cheaper and, you know, the education wasn't really there or whatever. So it was like, mm-hmm. yeah, I just ate. Fucking whatever was, you know, processed yeah, shit. Like, yeah, whatever it was. And she just made whatever she thought was probably good to feed a kid. But, you know, so yeah, now it's like pretty far behind on that stuff, trying to trying to play catch up and, and get to all that. But, um, I mean, it's good now. I guess it's, you know, better late than never. I guess, like, yeah, it's not a not, race. I mean, it's yeah, just like, literally and, just something you want to learn. Yeah. yeah, so it's like I'm getting there with all that. I mean, you know, it's good to have you guys around, especially with like the hunting and stuff, because you guys have been doing it for a while i mean you've been doing it since you were a kid so mm-hmm. you know getting getting out there with some people who have some experience and can show me this shit and i gotta get out with my uncle more too um hopefully next year we can get out his cousin um lives out in colorado so we're gonna try to go out there for an elk hunt yeah you're telling me yeah because he's be he's wild. he grew up hunting he's always hunted and he's been out to you know canada doing a moose hunt and out to colorado muleys and stuff like that like he's huge outdoorsman huge hunter um and uh they don't have any kids and I'm their only nephew. So I'm like the closest thing he has to a son. So it's like, and then, you know, he's not getting any younger. I mean, he's only like 52. So, you know, it's still, definitely got still, young, yeah. still young enough. Yeah, but yeah. Still yeah, exactly. But it's like, you know, we should, we should get to getting though. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? totally, dude. So yeah, I gotta, gotta get out there yeah. with him, do some more hunting to learn, learn what I can from him. I mean, that's, he's the one that got me into archery. I, they tried when I was probably like 13 or so. Um, I shot, that was when they had, uh, that was when Bucks and Bulls, I don't think Gary owned it yet, and that's when it was over by oh. the Plover uh, Fire Department, or yeah. like Little Pets was for a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, and they had video archery, and that was the coolest fucking thing I've ever done, so I used to go out there and we'd do video archery all the time with, with him, And um, but then I think, 
around 13, 14, you know, fucking rebellious kind of skater kid, so, like, it wasn't really cool to, like, hunt and whatever, so I, I got away from all that, and then I moved to Texas and whatever, so, um, yeah, now I'm, like, into archery, it's because of him, I mean, we do the archery at least together, we, you know, we'll go shoot all the time, so... Hopefully, yeah, get together with him, kind of do a little little father son esque type thing to to get some yeah, of that yeah. that wisdom and knowledge and you know get that yeah, experience. Especially with a dude that's been out <laughs> yeah. out west and done all kinds yeah. of shit like that. I mean, that's right. that is a vault of knowledge. Yes. Especially like that's my like from what I know is like elk hunting, mule deer hunting, that kind of stuff out west isn't that hard if you have somebody who's who's already done it. Yeah, and like. Like, cause you go out there and you you have a lot of freaking times where you're coming back with nothing. Like if well, you're yeah. just trying to do it yourself, like not like paying an outfit or anything like that. Yeah. <clears throat> and, but then once you figure it out, a lot of like I know a couple guys that go out there and they 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 get on animals every year yeah. because they know what they're doing, and they've well, gone out there enough and they don't give up. That's the biggest thing out there is you don't give up. You just keep going. If you burn yourself, it's expensive. Yeah. <laughs> if you bury yourself, but you got to go back out yeah. because you'll figure it out. Well, and that's that his cousin, you know, lives out there. So every year his cousin goes out and gets a fucking elk. So yeah. it's like, you know, he knows yeah. all the spots. He knows mm-hmm. how to yeah. elk hunt. Knows the country. And, and he well. has the time to scout. Like a guy, yeah. a guy living in the Looks Midwest, like, driving yeah. to the Rocky Mountains. To like, scout. For, to scout. <laughs> that's an expensive yeah. trip. And yeah. then you're coming back to hunt, you yeah. know. And then you got to get all the gear and you got to acclimate yourself to the mountains because yeah. you're hunting in elevation. So, right. you, you know, flatlanders like us. Oh, yeah, we're fucked. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And some people deal with it better than others, which is good. But some people just can't handle it. Yeah. If that, they don't acclimate. Right, yeah. That's one thing I do. I kind of keep in the back of my mind, too. And I mean, following Cam Haynes on Instagram kind of keeps it in my mind, too. It's like, if I can stay ready, I don't have to get ready. You know, just there's like motivation to stay in shape. It's like, yeah, I'd hate to get all the way out there and just be fucking sucking wind the whole time and that and like i i went out to colorado one time in like fourth grade um so like i've i've experienced yeah like not being able to catch your fucking breath just walking because you're like why isn't there any fucking air up here like (laughs) what the fuck (laughs) so like i i do know how that can be you know and but yeah that would that would be shitty to get out there and just fucking like have your physical fitness fail you you know like yeah. keep to limit you from being able to pursue an animal and, yeah. and everything so it seems like that's what prevents people from killing no matter what what they're after it's just yeah. their their shooting ability and then their physical yeah. fitness just holds them back yeah 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 which like my, makes a lot of sense my uncle like goes you know kind of half bragging about my archery he's fucking way better than me i'm like yeah sometimes i can get it within a dinner plate of about 70 yards or whatever i mean he's out he's competitive in the area like he wins money all the time with these fucking shoots and you know the they always have, like, a, a long-range target for fun. Like, that's, you know, put it out, like, 84 yards or some shit like that, and he'll be, you know, fucking just smoking it, and you're like, Jesus Christ. And, you know, he, he has a target bow, and he has a hunting bow, but he doesn't have, like, a fucking 36-inch stabilizer like some of those fucking guys have and shit like that. Like, he still keeps it, you know, minimal stabilizers and equipment and shit like that, so it really is just his... You know, like a ability. pretty functional bow. Yeah, mm-hmm. like it's not. It's, he's not like relying on the equipment for for his skill. Uh, that's, yeah, it's a good guy to have have mentoring. Yeah, with that. Yeah, that's pretty sweet. But yeah, I mean, it's an exciting fucking thing to get into. Yeah, like you said, it's. I mean, it's cool too. It gives you kind of a sense of like. 
Well, first of all, I mean, there's like a deeper primordial fucking urge with hunting. Like, it's, you know, I was kind of describing to you guys how it felt like shooting that goose where it was just like, man, it just felt like just so fucking natural. Like, when we were out there fucking doing it, you were fucking going around flanking them to yeah. fucking spook them. Like, yeah. dude, that just felt, we felt like a fucking yeah, pack I mean, of wolves yeah, or some exa- shit. Like, exactly. Yeah. Like, 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 we're literally setting, like, when you set yourself up like a predator yeah. and you act as a predator you're i'm crawling through the brush and you guys are sneaking around the edge of the riverbank and i'm like like getting up in there and then i go out there and chase up into you guys and you guys hammer two of them oh, man, and man. it's like like we literally outsmarted those people. <laughs> yeah, dude, fuck like it. we outsmarted them and like we were acting as predators like we're supposed to be yeah, and we, like we got to our most primal yeah. like state mm-hmm. at that point yeah we we wanted to eat some fucking meat and we're like all right this is how you fucking get yeah. it we're gonna have to fucking trick these geese and kill them like let's do it <laughs> and we did and we, we fucking we did, did. yeah like fucking silly yeah like so. the freaking herbivores they are <laughs> <laughs> yeah man aren't they actually omnivores yeah they are but <laughs> they're just geese. they don't eat meat like we do <laughs> yeah <laughs> they eat bugs that they doesn't count <laughs> Should we take a break? Yeah. Take a break for Basically a fucking right at sponsor. Minutes. We don't know who who hit the thing. Who yeah, because I left the keys We're in back. the truck so we could just hop in, you know, turn the truck back on. I I don't know why I even cut the truck off because it was cold as fuck. We hopped out, shut the truck off, left the keys in the ignition so they wouldn't get lost. And then somehow somebody somehow hit the button. Somehow somebody hit the lock and, button because that truck does not, I, yeah. that truck does not lock just if you fucking no. close the door. No. Dude, it's mine. Yeah, like, so, I never... And then I didn't have a spare, so we had to literally, the, our first day there, had to watch all the ducks fly around in the morning. Uh, then we had to wait till nine to get, like, a every way we possibly lock. can to unlock his fucking truck. Uh, yeah, it didn't work. I had to call it blacksmith. He Fuck. didn't even know. We had to give him some fucking tips. And yeah, he, he barely got, got it. He, he had the like... tools. We we had the smarts. He had the tools. <laughs> yeah, no shit. Holy oh, fuck. Oh, my God. That is one good thing about uh, USAA insurance. Um, yeah, they'll fucking send a fucking locksmith for free. Mm-hmm. So oh, really? yeah, That's so nice. the couple times I have locked my keys in my truck, they just fucking send the guy over there and take care of it. But then I went to get a fucking key. I went to um, Frank's to get a key made, and I didn't think because it's a fucking O three truck, I didn't think it would have one of the fucking keys that has like a chip in it, which are way more expensive. But according to Frank's, who sold me the fucking spare key, it had to. So it was like 80 bucks for a fucking spare key for that truck. I was like, Jesus. Yeah, like it doesn't seem like it should be that yeah, fancy, that but <clears throat> whatever. But, uh, the convenience. Yeah, it's good to have one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I should have fucking, here, hold on, we'll fucking. Okay, we got that figured out. There, now we got a spot for an ad break. and we can fucking... Perfect. <clears throat> that stupid ad that me and Storm recorded, we were fucking... And we were like, yeah, it's pretty let's, funny. Like, let's record the ad now. <laughs> like, okay. And then, yeah, we tried reading it, and then, yeah, it's fucking whatever. I giggled when I heard it. Yeah, <laughs> we'll just we'll just keep switching it up periodically, <laughs> keep it fresh. And maybe eventually one day we'll have a second sponsor, and then we'll get to read that ad too. That would be That'd cool. Be fun, yeah. I wish we could just pay Duncan Trussell to read our ads. <laughs> He's got the best ads. I like, you enjoy would you listening to. I don't know. Maybe that'd be funny, right? Just send him an email. And be like, could you please? Would you read our ads for us? He's a nice guy. Cool, but... This is a good episode so far. It's like, just all hunting-centric. It's it's like we have, we have like, the rune lore episodes, and we have, like, hunting episodes. 
Apocalypse card episodes. Apocalypse card episodes. Those are good. I was looking at the numbers. That was, that was one of our more popular ones was the, the last Apocalypse card. Really? One. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, caught on. So. Those those are my favorite. I was telling him about it today <laughs> like, a little what? bit. He was like, what the fuck? Like, no, dude, they're awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah, cool. it's fun. And the last one was funny, too, because we like, called Strim out on not following the rules. At all, in any scenario. <laughs> Just like, well, actually, I would. I would have already figured it out, and I would have. Like, the... I would do a little bit of both options. Like, nope, that's <laughs> literally not the point of the game. You have to pick one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Strim. Oh, what a guy. What a guy. What a guy. Great dad. That's why he's not here. Just doing dad stuff. Yep. I was like dying laughing when he would like explain a situation and then Billy would go, so you would die. (laughs) (laughs) No. Well, that's because he doesn't play by the rules. He's always like, well, I'll just change it. Or like with, with the snake venom episode, like, all right, Taryn and I both get bit by poison snakes. You have one file. Who are you going to say? I would like, split it. I'd give you both half. And in the card, it literally said, if you give half, they will die. Like, He's like, what kind of fucking anti-venom is that? <laughs> oh, poor stress. Oh. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah, those are fun. Yeah, those are good episodes. Those are good. This is good though too. Like, I said, there's nothing like. I think the key is just the chemistry, and you guys have been friends for so fucking long, and you had so many conversations together, like especially about hunting and like while hunting, that it just fucking flows, and it's it's awesome. It's good, good for listening. Yep, yeah, that's been a good one. Yeah, I was thinking when we go out to Nebraska, it's gonna be, it's gonna be pretty cool. I think. Yeah. Cool experience. Have you guys Billy. ever been out there hunting? I've I've he never has. I've never done a so I've been out there hunting, but Billy and I haven't done like a like a long term like him and I out for more than like a day or two. Yeah, I mean we've gone a couple of days, but just you and I freaking in some other state. Well, yeah, way out in Nebraska. Yeah. 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 For listeners, we're going out there turkey hunting in April. Yeah, which will be a experience yeah it, it, I basically like year. 10 day 10 day trip yeah. yeah we're gonna go for the archery season in nebraska and um i won't be shooting at a regular bow this year because of my shoulder surgery yeah. but um which is gonna be the first time well i'm getting a crossbow i hate to say it but you're gonna get a crossbow for this year. See, yeah, I, I have weird feelings about that too. Like, people are like, oh, just come on, man. Like, if you're old or something, I'm like, no, fuck you. Like, yeah, <laughs> fucking, that's yeah. a, it's a shitty gun. Like, yeah, it's, you're it cheating. Is. It is. But. I mean, it, it, it really is a shitty gun. You know, it, it, like... is, it, it should be regulated. Like, people, they, they lump it into the With archery bow. Yeah. bow. And it really shouldn't be. No. But I under, like, but. for me, or for an old person, or somebody with one arm, yeah, or someone who's disabled, yeah, in some for way a or disabled another, person, yeah. it's it's a very awesome weapon. And honestly, like, it, I, like people shouldn't be like, it shouldn't be illegal for like you and I to use it like when we're healthy, but they should regulate it like because it is a different weapon. Yeah. It's yeah. so much more effective than a regular yeah. bow, even the yeah. best combo. Like right. like the new Ravens that shoot five hundred feet per second and you can you could literally shoot a deer like at a hundred yards and not like it's not like something where it's like, oh my god, it's a hundred yards. Like, like I'm hands. really gonna have to try here. Yeah. Like like I've <laughs> you shot, put the scope I've, on I, it yeah. and you pull the yeah, I've yeah. I've grabbed a, like I've got a friend 
who has a raven, he was letting me shoot it. I was like, can I trash a hundred yard shot? And he's like, yeah, go right ahead. Just put the hundred yard, the hundred yard crosshatch on it. it in. Boom. A hundred yards. Whack. Like I'm talking like I could shoot like a six inch circle at a hundred yards. With yeah. That yeah. If that's I got that's not a fucking bow. Or with that bow. <laughs> yeah. Excuse me. Yeah. Right, yeah. Crossbow. But yeah, no, it's but. a cool, it's cool <laughs> that like I'm still allowed to use it in the archery season because that's going to help. Mm-hmm. You know, otherwise I wouldn't be able to go. Yeah. My doctor literally told me I can't shoot a vertical bow until yeah. like, like, well, like six months. Right? Yeah. Like six months after the surgery. So, yeah. But yeah, that's going to be a sweet trip. Yeah. For sure. Hell yeah. It does also like up the effectiveness level though. Yeah. Like it. Yeah. At the end of the day, like but hunting sometimes is like really fucking hard. Yeah. But I heard from a guy who um does actually two guys i hunt with one of them and another guy who i hired uh to track a deer that i made a marginal shot on which if you ever shoot a marginal or if you ever take a marginal shot well you shouldn't ever take a marginal shot at a deer but if you ever do or take one and it is a marginal hit hire a guy with a hound yeah or even any dog actually a lab was the guy who i took out and they are it's amazing those dogs they can get on the scent of a wounded deer and follow that thing and it's just incredible it's awesome like it's it's wild like the nose of a dog being able to track like track a wounded deer through like a bunch of other deer's scents and just stay on that animal yeah it's it's crazy like Yeah. Yeah, it's cool. Some of those dogs are definitely meant to but, work, man. But yeah, he said his his the numbers have gone up since crossbow crossbows were legal as far as wounded deer because people get people less experienced hunters are out there taking shots that they shouldn't take, mm. hit deer, wound deer, you know. Yeah. A lot of times they'll find them because crossbows do do more damage than a vertical bow, but mm. People who use vertical bows usually don't take the shots at crossbow hunters. Well, yeah, it's kind of a... But, yeah. And they do lose a lot of deer, too. But he said his numbers, when the year they made crossbows legal, like, he he got way more calls. Because mm. people are taking shots they shouldn't take. Yeah. Yeah, it's, I mean, I don't know. With, like, archery, too, I, I know I... It seems everybody just has their own arbitrary fucking lines, like like what I have. Like yeah. I I have a fucking twelve inch stabilizer, and like I don't have a rear stabilizer, and you know I don't use a fucking optic or anything like that. Like I keep it like hunter class. If you're doing like leagues and stuff, but I don't really have. There's not like a real reason. It's just like that's what I feel is like the minimum amount of equipment that I need to still kind of challenge myself, but take an ethical shot. But you know what I mean. Like that's. Anything beyond that, I start to feel like it's I'm relying more on the equipment than I am on my own skill. Yeah, my own skill and stuff like that. But you know, it's like I'm not using a recurve. Like that would be the ultimate. Like relying on your abilities and being, you know. Mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah, but I don't know. But then yeah. your effectiveness level just from the technology like goes down so much. Like you can you <laughs> yeah. can basically never really be as effective with a recurve if you're as equally as proficient with a recurve. And a compound bow. I don't. I, I don't buy that. I've seen. I've seen some old guys with recurves. Like Tim Wells. Amazing. Have you ever seen Tim Wells shoot? Okay, you're gonna make a seventy yard shot with a recurve yes. bow. No fucking. Dude, way. look up Tim Wells. Dude, okay, so he shoots in a Oneida, 
um, bow, which is, it's, it's a, so it's a, like, cam-assisted recurve, just to give it more oomph in the shot. But, dude, he can shoot, like, so he can no, shoot no, recurve, no pins, no pins, no, no pin, no peep. A mallard duck flying across at forty yards. He'll freaking he'll strip <laughs> that thing out of the air like it's a freaking. Okay, I mean that's, that's one guy. Exactly. There are savants and everything. There are savants and everything. It's all about practicing. He is just as good with a recurve as he is with a like. He'll shoot a baboon at hundred and twenty yards with a recurve off a freaking rock face, and <laughs> ask <laughs> ask. It's ask ask freaking Terran to shoot a baboon <laughs> at 120 yards off a rock face. Okay, I have I have seen guys do, when we do those 3D leagues in the summer. There's a, this group of like four old guys, uh, probably in their 60s, you know, retired age kind of guys, all with recurves, 12s, 12 rings with their, you know, everything we're doing, you know, anything from 20 to 45 yards, fucking smoking. So. I, I think it's possible, right, to, to be able to be that proficient be with a fucking good. recurve. But, I mean, yeah. It's, it's all about shooting. You just Those guys have probably shoot. been shooting for fucking 50-plus years. You know? Yeah, <laughs> so, like, but if you get out there, and they probably shoot every day. They probably maybe, shoot 10 yeah. to 20 Well, especially being retired, yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's what it's all about. If you went out with a recurve and shot 10 to 20 <laughs> arrows every day, you would be more proficient with your recurve than your, your compound. I can almost... A human... It's like it's like it's a pre- it's a primal thing. Like think about how long a human has been u- using a recurve bow. Yeah. Like it's like a pri- like it's almost what in our DNA. Years. Yeah, it's almost in our DNA. We've only had we for for twenty five years we've had we've had compound bows with sights. Maybe thirty. Yeah. Oh, okay. Probably no. like the eighties. Yeah. yeah. Like, like forty to fifty okay. years. But, no, like but, forty years. Yeah. Fred, one generation. Fred, Fred Bear. Yeah. But they Fred were. Bear, but they like were sixties. No. Fred Bear. Grab a. Grab an original bear bow. What's it gonna be? It's gonna. It's gonna be a recurve bow, guaranteed. That might be something. Like and, Jane and, and that out. reminds me. But, I think I owe you a Fred Bear recurve bow, don't I? Weren't you trying to get one? Was that you? Because I have a right-handed recurve. Yeah, yeah, we did talk about that. Yeah, yeah. And if you want it, you can you can still have it for sure. Deal. Okay. Fuck yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. It's like, but you got to make sure to kill a deer with it the first year. So that means you got <laughs> the first year, <laughs> or, else, or else it's mine. You're like I'm taking it back. Yeah. Stipulations are heavy. <laughs> Haven't even killed a deer with my compound yet. <laughs> Dude, compounds are overrated. Next, as soon as I can afford to Probably. get an Oneida. I'm buying one, and that's all I'm gonna shoot with. Yeah. Because when I was younger, all I shot with was re- was a recurve, and I could I could freaking pin a chipmunk on an oak tree at like thirty yards with that thing, like nine times out of ten. Yeah, it Wham. is. I I would say yeah, you can be proficient with a recurve with yeah. with enough practice. Yeah, but um, for me, I just don't don't think like the like the distance is the same. Like, and maybe it's just because I haven't seen it. Well, you but just need the that- amount of people like. Like, how long have you been shooting archery? Uh, I don't know. Consistently, as consistent as this, the last by three years. Okay, so we'll say three to five. <laughs> yeah. Three to five years. And you're putting them in a dinner plate at 70 yards. That is lethal as fuck on a majority of big game. Yeah. How long would it take you to get that proficient with, a, with like, a recurve? 
the same amount it would be, if you practice enough. But that's the thing is it's not the same amount of time if you're packing five times as much practice into those same five years. It's yeah. not the same amount of time then. <laughs> I don't know. We'll, we'll have to do an experiment. I'll have to get a fucking recurve. Yeah, see I, I see just, if in three I years I can like, hit a target of 70. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying you can't do it. But you have to have a recurve with the good. same amount of power. Like like those Oneidas, they have the same amount of power as a like compound. A 60 pound draw bow. But if you're, if you're pulling like a traditional like wood. <laughs> like like you're, 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 you're limited to like 45 yards. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because you just so recurve's like, technology is good enough to compete with even a modern compound bow if the shooter if the is distance, proficient enough. Yeah, and it's less than like probably sixty yards. Yeah, sixty less. Oh yeah, sixty. Well, because shit. I mean, I guess if we're kind of arguing for technology and efficiency, I mean, Nico was just saying that people with crossbows mm-hmm. are fucking. Theoretically, a much better piece of technology. Oh yeah, yeah, but that, you're it's, not, it's, but that's, if that's not really superior. a bow in the same way as you're holding yeah. a draw. Like I feel like the yeah. holding a draw is what really makes a bow a bow. Yeah, and I guess that's probably where because even that's, like that's a recurve the, with that's cam assisted. Like, well, okay, how much is that even a recurve than if it has cams? Like what what well, makes it, just, it a recurve than if it has? It cams? gives it gives that's it bad. gives the the recurve more distance of travel. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it so so your limbs bend, but then they also but there, there's back. also okay. Yeah. Okay. Is so, there any let off with that then? No. No. Okay. No, it just gives it more. It like rolls back to a to like a like so instead of just the string going forward, the limbs also bring yeah, the arrow forward. Snap, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> and that's like where you get some of your power out of like a compound bow is the yeah. limbs are. The, the the power from like the cams, yeah. yeah. They pull back together and give it that extra like snap. Yeah. yeah. My that's what my uncle always talks about once he retires, which you know, coming up in a few years, he's gonna just start shooting recurve. Mm-hmm. Just dedicate his time he's to just get recurve. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, really, yeah. <laughs> it's really cool. Like it Oh yeah, dude, it was cool as fuck seeing those old guys and they were the group behind us that day and yeah, you could just, you know, like kinda look over and hear them and just fucking, you know, hear him smoking it and be like oh oh nice yeah, 12 or whatever shit. Like, holy shit dude <laughs> like, yeah 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 that's do that. you think because if, do you think okay how good do you think you would be if instead of like a recurve you were just gonna go with like an atlatl <laughs> because you, humans you, use an atlatl <laughs> for like if, 10 if times you as were, long if you were flinging spears as long as like if you if you had a recurve and you had an atlatl and you put the same amount of time in, I think you'd be just as good, maybe better. With an atlatl. Yeah. I, I bet you could. Yeah. I, Dude, I think about when that. When humans That's practice anything, you could, you could yeah. get... Yeah. Think about well, it. Well, if, if, we're, if we're basing it... Look at any time. type of sport. Yeah. Any type of sport, no matter what you are, what you do, baseball, you throwing a baseball... Time. throw You know, yeah. throwing a football, freaking hitting a, hitting a hockey puck... Kicking a soccer ball, whatever. Yeah. Doesn't matter. Stacking riding a riding time. bike, hitting a half pipe with the freaking. Seriously, anything yeah. no, you yeah. do, it's all about muscle memory and it's all about hand eye coordination, foot eye coordination, and just coordination in general. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it, it really. Imagine yeah. just being out there fucking hunting with an atlatl though. Yeah, Dude, fucking some states, states, just there's, some states, states, but be, there's some states you can. You can yeah. use a yeah. fair chase. Yep. That's cool. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, there's or some illegal states. means of take, I should say. Yeah, and dude, as Fuck. far as a, as far as, like they killed freaking like 
I mean, good enough to survive, good enough to fucking yeah. get the species oh, yeah. further, yeah. <laughs> good enough to get enough meat to, to feed. And, to, well, that's what's and, crazy, yeah. is that, if, like, we're not going to assume there was advanced civilization before the Younger Dryass, because that's still <laughs> up in the air, we're not going to get yeah, that. But we're going to assume that that was all hunter-gatherers, and they really invented a bow, like, 10,000 years ago, there was an atlatl for, like, 100,000 years before that. That would be like... We're taking down serious Pleistocene era big game animals. In with with atlatls for like a hundred thousand years. Yeah, well, and if you think about it, an atlatl is a lot easier, more primitive. Like it's like some dude is probably throwing a spear, and he's like, "Dude, this sucks." <laughs> like, like, give me like, how can I make this thing is, give a little step. better flick? Yeah, fly a little better, step. and he's like. Okay, let me like somebody was like, "You ever hear about leverage?" <laughs> and then the guys like, "Sir oh Isaac Newton God. came to him some, in a dream." Yeah. <laughs> no, somebody he fucking they said, "Hey man, I ate some mushrooms under that cow shit the other day," and I was thinking, <laughs> <Probably> <laughs> I was honestly, thinking, let's fucking probably, dude. Probably, dude. I've been learning about uh, Leibniz and philosophy, and uh, just makes Newton sound like a piece of shit. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I get like. Leibniz apparently discovered calculus, but Newton fucking raised a big fuss about it because it was after Leibniz traveled to London where Newton was working on discovering calculus. calculus. So he was like, that's pretty fucking convenient. You fucking, after you left London, all of a sudden you fucking figure this shit out. But I don't know. Apparently it was fucking Leibniz. It was legit. Yeah, apparently he, he fucking did it. He invented a fucking calculator back in the it was 17th or 18th century. No, it was like it had a fucking crank and a dial. It could do multiplication, division, adding and subtracting. You'd like oh. put shit in there and fucking like rotate this fucking like crank wheel and it would fucking like give you the answer. Yeah, he was a fucking I don't know, all around genius, but Newton Newton reminded me of that. But <laughs> pretty cool. Yeah, I thought so. My uh my philosophy professor's huge Leibniz fan. He went there to wherever they got some museum in Germany about him, and he's got all these pictures and shit. I don't know. Oh, really? Yeah. I'm learning all about him right now. Big guy. <laughs> Very important. That's why Very I brought up that dude. quote when, when Strum was talking about Perthro, and I was like, yeah, certain, but not necessary. Yes, okay. Like, yeah. Okay. <laughs> but, yeah, man, fucking humans evolving to hunt and do all that shit. I, I, I like to think, and maybe it's just sort of a, um echo chamber type bias where that's the shit I'm into on Instagram and those are the kind of friends I have now and stuff but it seems like there's a a decent trend or a push towards kind of returning to that shit you know what I mean like relying on yourself being able to I mean like with like the workouts we do shit like that like being more natural about it like what are humans yeah. designed to do what are we supposed to be you know what have we evolved to do and then what have we evolved to eat and how have we evolved to you know have our circadian rhythms and shit like that like getting back yeah. to a more like primal kind of thing and being like yeah all this modern shit like it's convenient and it's fucking cushy but is it how we're supposed to be living like we're kind of like more... finding self-actualization <laughs> yes. in like the way that like primal humans yeah. lived yeah. and like likening our lives to the way that they lived yeah. it's really it's, and, it's really fucking interesting and, yeah and i think a human feels most pure and most like happy being like semi-primal oh for sure i was yeah, I, yeah. I just... like when i like like when i like you guys you know 
everyone's got their own issues and things that they deal with and everything. But like when you guys are doing the things that you guys really like to do that are pretty like, you know, like you're really focusing on like running 48 miles. Yeah. Weekend. Like that kind of stuff. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. I, I feel like you guys, like you guys put your mind to it and do it. And at the end of it, I feel like you guys are very, you just like, you, I don't know, you're aware and you feel like good and happy about yourself and you're just, you're proud of what you do, even though it doesn't really matter what anyone else thinks you, it like when I talk to you guys about it, you're really, you're just like proud and you're happy and you're just where you want to be right there at that time. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Definitely. Yeah. It's cool because it's, it doesn't take, it's, it's not, it doesn't involve money. It doesn't involve freaking anything that like a lot of the world really thinks they care about yeah you know oh yeah at the end of the day that's really not what they need oh they just need to be like no that's the shit that we look forward to the the shit that we look forward to the most a hunting trip you guys are looking forward to getting away from your jobs and getting away from your houses and shit to go out in the fucking woods and kill some shit yeah you know what i mean yeah yeah we love camping trips like open fire yeah and like do stuff that people have been doing for Millennium. Oh yeah, yeah. We're we're going up. We're going up to the UP. We rented a, a cabin up there, and like I specifically picked the one that was more secluded to just be able to fucking hopefully see the night sky and shit like yeah, that. Yeah, does it not have like any TV like, or Wi Fi? Yeah, there's no TV or Wi Fi at this place. Like we just yeah, we're specifically looking Get forward to yeah to yeah. going. I was talking to Brittany. She was like, yeah, sorry, I didn't I didn't respond to you. I didn't have a fucking phone for like a month. And yeah. I was like, I bet that was nice. Yeah, and she was like, fishing hole. She's yeah. like, yeah, that was fucking nice yeah. actually. I was like, yeah, I bet it fucking was like. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Fuck yeah, man. Like, that's one thing. Like, when I shut off my phone, and, like, as long as I'm, like, around the people that I want to be with, and, like, doing things I want to do, if I shut off my phone and I'm, like, out, just, like, doing the things that I think I need to do, Yeah. it it just, like, you feel like you're, like, I don't know, you just feel like you just gained something else that you've been missing your whole life. Yeah. Absolutely. Because, like, Absolutely. your phone's nice to communicate with people and shit like that, but it also carries a lot of baggage. That oh, yeah. It just sucks. Yeah, you know? definitely. Definitely. It's a, I mean, it's a fucking distraction, like, for, like mentally for sure. You're trying to keep your fucking thoughts clear and focused and shit like that. You're, yeah. There's a million fucking things you can see in fucking five seconds. Yeah. Like, that's not good and, for you. That are so pointless. Yeah. yeah. Like, they yeah. literally just <laughs> captivate your attention for, like, the second you're looking at it, then as soon as you scroll, you, like, forget what it is. Yeah, it's yeah. so oh. fucked up. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, you, and you're, like, constantly looking for the next thing, too. You're yeah. like, what's the next yeah. thing? What's the next yeah. thing? What's the next thing? What's... Yeah, it's fucking but ridiculous. When you're, you brought something up in my mind when you are talking about the UP, when I was younger, one of, one of the most, like, important things that happened to me in my life was going, we'd go up to a, a cabin in, in the UP in the Porcupine Mountains called Whitetail Cabin. And you, you had to hike a mile back with everything you had. Yeah. And the only thing they had in the cabin was, like, a like a bench on, like, where you put all your food and shit. They had a, a stove, a wood-burning stove, and it had, like, four bunk beds. And that was it. And you're, way, you're right on Lake Superior. Waves crashing against a big rock shoreline. You know, big old waves. November waves rolling in and Fuck shit. Yeah. And we'd go... We'd scoop up our water because the water was so clean up there. Not even shitting you. We'd scoop up our water. We'd bring it to the cabin. We'd put it in a pot. We'd boil that shit. And we'd drink it just like that. 
That's yeah. that was our water. Fuck it. It was freaking so pure, so clean. Never got sick. And you know, there's an outhouse. That's where we, you know, <laughs> did our business. But it was sweet. We're in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, dude. Is there a beehive in that one too? Huh? Is there a beehive in that one too? No. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe in the summertime. But um. <laughs> but no, we're in the middle of nowhere. You know, right. you hike way back, and you're on. Lake Superior, and it's and it's a very like you look out there and there's like you look across the water, you look down the shoreline, you look up the shoreline, and there's not a single light. There's nothing. Fuck. There's yeah. an, and you're out there. It yeah, it was man. it was. I wish I want it. We should honestly go up there. We should. Re- it's so cheap too. It's like I think it's like thirty five bucks a night or something like that. Dude, I'd be down, especially like let's a, go. Yeah. <laughs> Three we day weekends every weekend. <laughs> no, seriously, we should. Yeah. But you have to oh, like awesome. res- or you have to like reserve it like a year in advance. We should take it alone for the gas money. Those guys. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, we can fight up there. <laughs> Except Lake Bexno would probably uh, mess up our. Well, uh, Dude, you well, got to get a motorcycle so we can all ride the motorcycles. Yeah, up and there. then get our motorcycles salted. I want to do it in like the oh, fall, the winter? like the fall, fall winter. winter, like winter, oh, right? like December. Oh, oh, oh okay. I was That's the best. I'd be, I'd be down for that. Yeah, too, for sure. because you sl- you put all your stuff on its bag and you slide it in there. I'll have and the set. I'll have the sled set up by then. I've been, oh, I've yeah. fucking with these winter camping classes at Fallen Outfitters, and this guy offered to mentor me and shit. And yeah, dude. I, yeah, dude. I fucking have all these notes and shit about all this sled setup and just all the shit he's learned over the past fucking forty years yeah. doing winter camping. And been shit, really so. a student of winter camping the last like yeah, this, man. This, this winter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really got into it, and uh, yeah, gonna apply yeah. some of that shit for sure, man. <laughs> Yeah, but but and the the it's like a lot a big log cabin too. So. How fun would that be, dude? To go out there and just fucking just, that would be awesome. Yeah, just <laughs> fucking, out, yeah. Nothing, you know, you're off the grid. Yeah, it's, fuck yeah. Oh, it's so that's weird. one thing that so got me. Mushrooms. One, yeah, you play, dude, of you play cards. You freaking <laughs> make yeah. sculptures out of the burning candles. The freaking wax. Drink meat. Yeah, we'll bring some meat out there. Fuck yeah, dude. That the book, uh, the Final Frontiersman, man. That really. That, and then uh, watching the show Life Below Zero got me through this winter, where I was like, you know, you kind of feel like winter's shitty here, or whatever, yeah. and then you just read about people living in remote, like, Alaska and British Columbia and shit, and you're like, never mind. <laughs> but, it's not bad, but bad. But it's like, it makes it, like, really, you know, kind of romantic, and that's why I wanted to talk to you about trapping and stuff, because I wanted to, because, you know, that's how they make a living out there, so yeah. I was like, I'd like to at least, you know, kind of get in, just to see what that world's like, or whatever, because... Yeah. Yeah, man, to make a, a living like that where it's like a necessity out there, but yeah, just that way of life, man. That sounds so fucking appealing. And that's I and mean, that's all that book's about and th- the end of the book is just story after story after story of people that went out there like in the 70s and 80s and just were just like fuck this city shit. Like I'm just going to go live out there. Like I'm just going. Like they just went out there with like a fucking backpack and they're yeah. like, "All right, I'm going to build a cabin out of these trees that are around me and this is how I'm going to live. I'm going to catch live. fish and hopefully get a caribou, and that's what I'm doing. Like, yeah. Yeah. I wish I would have taken you out <clears throat> trapping, too, because yeah. the season was only going for, like, a few more days. Yeah. I only caught I only caught one. Yeah. Because it, it got warm. It was good. I caught one, and then the temps dropped, and I couldn't, and I was like, I'm not going to take him out because it's not going to be it's nothing. But yeah. the sign was, it would have been a good learning experience. Yeah. Well, the sign next was there, but yeah. Yeah. But even, like, yeah, next fall, like, yeah. We could we could go trap muskrats and stuff. Yeah. And um and uh like in the marshes and stuff. And actually muskrat tastes pretty good. And and beaver too. I wanna to get into beaver trapping a little bit more. I, I wanna eat beaver so bit. bad. They're really good. Yeah. Especially in the in the good. winter, their tail is just 
big fucking block of fat. Yeah. yeah. You know what I want to eat is a porcupine, dude. I want to see a porcupine so bad to fucking shoot it and eat it. Really? Like eat a porcupine? Dude, we should go up north oh, and shoot yeah. porcupines. Yeah, dude. Porcupines they taste are good? supposed to be yeah. delicious. Yeah, no, they're yeah. they're awesome. they're supposed to be amazing. Interesting. Yeah. I guess I just I always feel like bad for them because I just feel like they're just I don't know. See, my throat was just minding their own business out yeah, there. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, well, the reason why yeah. they are is because they're absolutely coated in quills. Yeah. Nothing's gonna mess <laughs> with them except for them. fishers. Yeah. Fishers will knock them out of a tree. They'll chase them around in circles until they get so dizzy they don't know which way is up. The fishers flip them over and then attack them belly. on the belly. And then yeah, because they don't have skin or they don't have uh, yeah, quills. spines, quills on the belly. Yeah. Belly, yeah. Yeah, fishers are. That's why they had like the big fisher reintroduction program in Wisconsin is because the, the porcupines. porcupines are so bad, mm-hmm. and now the fishers are pretty thick, and the porcupines are like. Very like yeah. When I when I was like a, that. a kid, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I remember there being like a lot of porcupine Everywhere. issues. Yeah, yeah. like like now there's not loggers would pay kids to go out. They'd be like, go out and shoot freaking porcupines. We'll pay yeah. twenty five cents a porcupine because they're unprotected, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. they're still yeah. unprotected. Because I mean, yeah, I mean their populations are still pretty, pretty big. But before it was like freaking every other tree that porcupine. Oh uh, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, dude. This year when we're up north, I definitely wanna. Yeah, like, especially. Dude, earlier in the season this year, too, like, the duck season, I'm going to focus way less on, like, duck hunting and, like, spend more time up north, like, upland hunting. Okay. Because I feel like, up, like, especially after the last couple seasons, early season is, like, so meh. It, it all depends. That it's, you like... Know, you know uh, that. But, yeah. Like, the first, the first week is really good. First week. After that, if we don't get any weather, it's just it's pretty dumb bland. shit, yeah. And then it's, like, we're not getting weather on Yeah. Because we got into a lot of, like, small game and upland birds last year. Yeah. And grouse is, like, my favorite Dude, bird to eat, so I want to, like, really spend some time with this During year. opener, when we were flushing all those woodcock, like, that was, that was really good, honestly, for, like, just some dudes walking through the woods. Like, yeah. we were flushing birds, like, every 150, 200 yards. You should have yeah. seen all the birds we flushed when it was literally just me, him, and Strunk. Yeah. We were covering half the ground, dude, really? and we flushed so many birds. You guys probably hit a flight. Because woodcock are migratory. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they, they yeah did. we definitely did. Because it had gotten, it was like getting cold that weekend. Like, I bet you at the weekend was, after. Yeah, that it was, was cold that weekend. Because that was the week before we went to North Dakota. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, and that got pretty cold up there. Yeah. Yup. When we stepped out of the truck that morning. But I will never forget the first, last year when I stepped out of the truck. When I, when, I, when we went, we left Point and it was like 45 degrees. And we got to North Dakota. Get gas somewhere or something, right? No. Oh. We, this was the first year I went up there. Oh, okay. We, we stepped out of the truck, and it was 8 degrees air temperature with a wind chill to put the boat in. I'm talking, I broke ice putting the boat in, and then we had to break ice going out into the lake. And, like, there had already been boats that put in, and there was, there was a quarter inch of ice over the, the like, little channel canal through the cattails get out in the lake already after the boats before us probably put in like a half hour before it was cold it was freaking <laughs> like i've never it like that's kind of how i felt when i came from here and went to hawaii like in october it was like cold here and then we went to hawaii and it was freaking hot when you stepped off the plane like it was really hot but like that took the wind right out of me yeah like going from like 35 40 degrees <laughs> to like eight degrees mm. yeah it's amazing, but 
we acclimated pretty good and we had a lot of a lot of fur to wear too that weekend i had a nice big old fur hat that helps and that is the good, the, the when, good equipment yeah when you're in like there's nothing beach fur when you're in cold yeah like yeah I wish what, I, one thing in that book too like it was interesting listen you know hearing all the traditional ways that like the fucking natives and stuff like that would use different furs for different things and like different you know whatever because I think it was like wolverine fur was really good for oh, yeah. for around the hood yep. you know stuff like that like shit like that just like certain species were like more you know were, were better for different things and I would love wolverine dude fur. wolverine was that was a crazy thing too like they we get super pumped if they get a wolverine because those were like really expensive you know so they'd be a big ticket item and um. But yeah, they'd like get to where the Wolverine was trapped and there would just be like all around the trap and like from like the bottom eight feet of the tree would just be stripped of bark and like, you know, they'd just be thrashing trying to get out of there or whatever. So just everything around there would just be completely just decimated and then you'd get out there and have to fucking shoot this thing. Like, oh, yeah. they would give him a leg Yeah. <laughs> so they just have this fucking, <laughs> fucking Wolverine. Just trying, irate. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Man. Just been fucking out there thrashing. You're like, oh my God. Yeah. It was interesting too with, um, I think it was Fox. Um, he just like, he just like crush them. He just like stand mm-hmm. on them and just get all the air out yeah. of them and like fucking they like die. Yeah, red fox. Yeah, yeah. 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 Or, I mean, maybe there's coyote. some arctic ones or something mm-hmm. out there too. Maybe, but like coyote, yeah. you can do the same thing. Just too. like if you stand on their chest, it, it's yeah. really it. It sounds really gruesome, but yeah. like, but. I, well, uh, yeah. It was, is actually a pretty quick way to kill them. That's the thing, yeah. You gotta consider, yeah. How how else would they die? <laughs> like, yeah. what, what are their other options? Like Getting blown apart by getting, you know, shot with You know what the worst is, though? Like, like I've, I've watched some YouTube videos of trappers who run, like, big trap lines up in, like, the Northwest Territory and stuff. Yeah. And they're out there, and, like, they'll have a fox in the trap. And, you know, they set the traps in the evening let them sit overnight, go, you know, in the morning and run their whole line. And, like, they'll get, they'll catch a fox that night and it'll get, there'll be nothing left but, like, the paw. And, like, it's wolf tracks everywhere. Like, the wolves come in and just <laughs> munch yeah. down. Just <laughs> run the, the trap lines. Yeah, yeah, they'll, they'll, yeah, they will run the trap lines. That's what I've heard, yeah. Yeah. So then they set Especially the wolves until they get the wolves. Yeah. Because wolves are worth a lot of money. Oh, yeah. And, and, uh... There's a fucking yeah. enough of them Speaking out there. Speaking of that, did you, did, did you apply for Wolf Baron last year? Yeah, I got a refund. Me too. Dude, there was like 250,000, or, was it 250,000, or not, yeah, was it 250,000 people that applied for Wolf Baron last year? A quarter million? Yeah, yeah was it a quarter million That seems like a lot, wow. but maybe. I'm pretty sure it was like, it was like some ridiculous that seems like a lot, a lot. Well, if you think about how many people, like, deer hunt. Yeah, I was going to say, what are the deer hunting numbers? It's like 300,000. 300,000? No, it's like 600. No, yeah, you're right, you're right, yeah. you're right. There's like, yeah, yeah. Right. like 580,000, 590,000 yeah. licenses. And like, there was a bunch of people, and there's also non-hunters that applied for the wolf permit because it was like, they wanted to get the tag, so like... So if somebody couldn't... Yeah. Good, give your money to conservation. Oh. Yeah, no, but, well, but look yeah. at, like, okay, so so say 250000 <coughs> like, this is how much money, like, the, like... Yeah, they the probably gave back two two yeah. two and a half million dollars. Yeah, yeah, because 250000 Times 10. Times 10 is, yeah. Two and a half million. Yeah. That's a lot of money. That's out of the system, out of conservation. I... 
I was like kind of disappointed to get my refund back. Me too. Honestly. I was like, why, Me too. why wouldn't you just yeah. keep this and like put it into like some yeah. other like, like put put it for yeah, put something. it in for elk or something, you know? Especially yeah. elk. Yeah. yeah. Like do it to kill. Go and cull the wolf herds or the wolf packs. Yeah. In the elk herd zones. Yeah. Like we've spent so much money trying to reestablish elk. Yeah. In the state. and then we're gonna cancel or we're gonna cancel the season on their fucking predators. And then take two and a half million dollars out of conservation for the state. Yeah. Not good. Not good. Then, you know where they're going to get their money from now? Corporations. You think so? Yeah. Dude, like, have you guys heard about the the new um, oil pipeline that's that they're trying to reroute around, like, the Bad River Indian Reservation? No. Yeah. Is this, like, part of Keystone XL? No, it's part of um, Line 5 from... Uh, uh, Enbridge. No, I mean, yeah. It's like a Canadian company that's using like Minnesota and Wisconsin and like Illinois and Michigan for a like shortcut to the refinery and um, like in southern Ontario, like across okay. from Detroit. So they're basically using the, it's like a foreign, foreign oil company that's using like the U.S. as their shortcut. Oh. And, you know, and they're basically just paying their way through. Yeah. You know. But. Um, well, okay, if they build a pipeline. That's no, like... it's already built. But they're oh. just trying to, like, they're trying to reroute. Because, like, their leases in specific areas have, like, expired. And the people, like, through their Indian reservations and stuff, yeah. they're like, we don't want this anymore. Oh. Like, we, we didn't want it. But we really don't want it anymore. Okay. So they're like trying to reroute it because a lot of their pipelines like super old and like outdated and like really they gotta upgrade it. Yeah, like they're having spills and leaks all over the country Jesus. and like yeah, that's not yeah. Good. <coughs> like well, for a pipeline, big... if we're gonna fucking maintain it and keep it safe, but if we're like having leaks and shit, that's not good. Yeah, but those pipelines, if they're not fresh, they're leaking. Yeah, like there was a big spill down in Fort Atkins last year or two years ago but it took them like a year to report it like it spilled in 2019 but they didn't report it until like late 2020 but. that was one thing in that book too is like you know they, it gives money to these especially like the native communities and stuff like mm -hmm. that so sometimes you know in a certain sense that's good mm -hmm. but yeah it's, it's like they're always divided it's like do we want to sell out like that like yeah it's nice to not be, you know, maybe as impoverished, but at what cost <laughs> to our fucking natural resources and mm -hmm. shit, you know? Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. What are you gonna do? Yeah. Yeah, it's really shitty, too, because, like, it'd be one thing if, like, a company was like, hey, we're gonna build this pipeline, we're gonna get all this energy, and it's gonna be a good thing, and we're also gonna maintain what we build so that the operation we're conducting remains ethical. Yeah, and but that's, that's not they, what but, fucking and, happens. But that's, that's, what so they, that's where they say every time, yeah. and then it doesn't happen. Right. And then, like, when they put this new pipeline through Minnesota, they, like, basically had the... They, they had the Minnesota State Patrol, like, <laughs> bought and paid for. And the Minnesota DNR, the wardens and stuff, they had them bought and paid for. It was pretty wild yeah. what happened up there. Like, it was how a, how a foreign company, a foreign Canadian company, had our... Like government bought and paid for. I mean, it was like what happened up there was wild. 
Like, it's amazing to do it than China. Me too. (laughs) I was just going to say China's already doing it. But it's it's amazing that on our, like, so close to home that these people were, like, getting some serious money, obviously, from an oil company because they make (laughs) a lot of money. And they were always like, like, everyone's always like, domestic oil, like, no foreign, no foreign oil. But then the same people who say that are like, you got, like, the people who are, like, no foreign oil, no foreign companies go, just, like, using our country for their own, you know, pockets. They're like, let them do it, you dickheads. You know, like, why would you, why would you, like, look at all this money that's coming to these yeah. people. And they come through, you know, people make money for, like, a few months, and then the pipeline's through, built, underground, mm-hmm. buried. Now they got their way. All the way to freaking, I forgot what town that is. It's in like, oh, what town is that? They've got a huge refinery down in um, southern Ontario, across across the river from um, Detroit, I think. I don't know, it's one of those, it's kind of like near Toronto, but I'm not sure what it is. But yeah, it's like a crazy network of pipelines coming through the Midwest. And there's one going like right underneath the Mackinac Bridge. Oh too. really? Yeah. And that's through like a lake. super old pipeline. Right through Lake Michigan. And Lake Huron. So if that if that freaking thing ever bursts, we're screwed. That was right. Then we're gonna be asking for like California the for their water. <laughs> yeah, it'd be like, yeah, it'd be like the Gulf man. Yeah. Fucking bad. Yeah. Good thing is those were getting better at cleaning that shit up, so. Yeah, man. I guess, yeah. Be better if it hopefully doesn't happen. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm, we might never even make it to that point. Really. <laughs> yeah, we'll start getting nuked. Fucking electricity goes out tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we got our solar panels. Dude, I want, oh, I got up and after, after my parents get solar panels so fucking bad, because I'm like, yeah. And, dude, it was really nice having you, like, talk about it today. Because I've been, like, telling well, them dude, for so amazing. fucking long. And they're just like... It's, 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 a, it's a big cost up front. But it's, like... Like, it's amazing how little you get money... You tax break to Yeah, you get a tax break. The and then... So, and then every year after that, they're fucking paying for themselves. And then most of the time, you're dumping money into the... Or dumping energy into the grid. Yeah. So, it's like a... Yeah. Like a... The more people that do that, like, the more people that have solar panels, the easier it will be for America to be, like, straight-up energy independent. I know. And that's just because, like... If, if we want, if we want like, uh, national security and, you know... Just, right, yeah, like, energy independence. Yeah. Like, if nobody can fuck up our power grid because it's all, dude, like, organically sourced. Dude, we, we would never have to mess like, with anyone ever again if we were energy independent. Yeah. Really, that's, like, the biggest thing. Yeah, the only thing we because, have to worry about is getting gasoline. Yeah, but we wouldn't need gasoline if we were energy independent. Well, if you like, got say it, in like forty years, if we have like hydrogen and like yeah. solar. Well, yeah, if, and, we, like, if we have hydrogen and like lithium and stuff like that. Yeah. For mining lithium from asteroids. Yeah, especially if if well, even if the U.S. can go out and mine lithium from asteroids, it's like yeah, and other precious material. Yeah. Yeah, dude, it'd be cool. Would be fucking cool. We could build a Death Star. 
Do you imagine that if Elon Musk just like announces that he's gonna build? A Death yeah, Star? I'm building a Death Star. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're building Death Stars now, I guess. Thirty second piss break and we're not Elon Musk is like crazy. Yeah, no, we're yeah. we're talking about mining, even, even mining lithium from uh, asteroids, and then we're just like, ah, let's just mine everything else. Build yeah. Death Star. <laughs> Strum's gonna be upset he missed this conversation. <laughs> He's going to be listening to this in his fucking work van, being like, damn it! <laughs> I could tell them all about alternative energies. <laughs> yeah, I think about solar a lot, especially because uh, one of the, I think, so like, I think it's Northwind Solar as a company. Um, maybe I can wait for Nico to come back, but they, because uh, they're like owner-operated, um, they live like a few blocks fucking east of here, so I've fucking walk by their house all the time and always see the work van out there so i always think about that it'd be a that'd be something i th- I think i'll probably do when i build a house i wanted to build a house right away but i think what i'm gonna do is fucking buy a house and then be able to use that to like once i sell that then use that money to buy land right. to get a construction loan and build a house yeah. so, totally man that's my but, plan too but that's the thing yeah like ultimately i don't think i'll ever be able to find a house that's what I want. I'm just gonna, I'd rather just fucking build the thing and remodeling houses for a living. I for sure don't want to fucking remodel a house. It's such a pain in the dick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, so yeah, I'll yeah, probably just buy a house to, to get the equity and be able to use that to get a construction loan and stuff. But yeah, then solar, solar panels, maybe like Strem's talking a little, little windmill type thing. So I'm, I don't know, just self-sufficient stuff. This shit we always talk about. Yeah. <clears throat> be able yeah. to do my own shit because yeah like that was another thing about that final frontiersman book is like yeah man like you can do it if you just fucking like if you want if you want mm-hmm. to just fucking live like that like you can just gotta people go do it, people yeah. do it yeah like it's it's you know it's pretty cool definitely intriguing that's for sure <clears throat> like it sounds like an amazing life yeah because that's the thing is like yeah we get all excited and talk about i, I mean and it's it's different too once you have kids and shit i guess but you know, like, our, we're excited about going on a fucking trip to a cabin with, you know, no power and shit like that. But it's like, you could just live like that. Like, you know, like you yeah. could just go move out there and just live like that. And that was, that was, was the cool thing about that book is like, yeah, they're, they're like the remote, most remote family. Like, they even had, uh, it's, it expires with his daughters, but um, him and his daughters have permission to have a cabin on like a national like in a national forest mm. up in alaska oh, yeah. there's like a fucking plaque up there to be like hey like you can use this in an emergency or whatever but this is like technically this family's fucking cabin like yeah they fucking yeah, like yeah. a survivalist or something i think they call it <clears throat> yeah. they still sell the like survivalist I, licenses where you can basically hunt game and like fish for anything like all year round just like just if you're, you just if you're, out there yeah, yeah. If it's subsistence based yeah yeah i would i would i would do I would seriously. Yeah. Well, and that's that. the fucking thing, dude. If we could just get a community, how much easier would that be? If we had four families that fucking did that? Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Well, the we thing is, like, <laughs> dude, like just go up to like the UP? Ten, like, ten years ago, ten years ago, fur prices were ridiculous. Like, you could make a living. Yeah. But now, like, there's so many people that are, like, like, like all these big like names big companies are like you we're not using fur anymore in <laughs> yeah. our products and it's like dude like it's a renewable resource yeah it's like ridiculous. you're gonna use your freaking petroleum petroleum <laughs> like based fur. Yeah. fake fur or whatever the hell you want to use your stupid polyester yeah. bullshit <laughs> and 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 like that's 
It's absurd. Yeah. You, you realize how many resources have to be used to make that bullshit? No, or you could go not. out, one guy could go out, bring the product to the freaking the the clothing maker, like from the woods to to the like it's like one guy harvests <laughs> it, fleshes it, no and gasoline. Yeah, well, well minimal, but yeah, minimal gas. Not a semi truck going yeah, across country. Yeah, not a semi truck or a freaking like a big ass freaking drill drilling. Yeah. six thousand feet into the earth to pull yeah, out. Yeah, or a petroleum refinery. Yeah, that you like. Imagine how far, it, how far that that polyester has to go from being like crude oil to like clothing that you wear. Yeah, like, because they because they don't think we should kill animals because yeah. for some reason they think animals. Well, Steve Ranello was just posting about that. There's like this fucking company that makes down jackets, and so like they are okay with using the fucking feathers from geese, <laughs> yeah. but you can't use the fucking you know you can't use a, a fifth of a fucking coyote to make the hood. Yeah, like, and, and, <laughs> and I hate to say it, but it just like doesn't yeah, make sense. You it kind of it kind of sucks. Like, yeah, you're killing an animal, but like, it's just. That's just how the like I hate to say it, but that's how the world works. Yeah, people, people, mm-hmm. we're so far, people are so far. Let's go back to the grocery store thing. They're so far removed from like death and like yeah. just then just accepting death as a natural process of life. Yeah, it's just it's the and, end of life. It just happens. Like, every single thing fucking dies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So to just use it in a, and that's the thing is you're using it. If if you're no one's trapping fur and repurposing it. It just, I mean, it goes to the earth, so I guess it's not really, you know, a waste in the big scheme. But we could be using it in yeah. other ways. We, but, it doesn't have to just... At, but look at, like... There'd be a fuckload of beavers at, if But look at the things them. that are happening now. Like, turkeys, for example, nationwide, are having, like, this, like, huge freaking like, decline in population. Because, like, the, the number one reason is because of, like, nest predators, like, raccoons, skunks, possum, fox... Like, those kind of animals, yeah. the populations are climbing, like, ridiculously because no one's trapping anymore. Yeah. Because a lot of trappers aren't going to trap an animal if they're not worth money because oh, yeah. it's a waste. It's, yeah. It's yeah, they look at effort, it as a waste. A well, it's, and it's a waste of the animal. Yeah. If you're not going to make money off the animal, why would you waste it? Yeah. You know, and I still trap because I think that they're neat. Like, I'm trying to keep the balance. Especially coyotes. You know? Yeah, especially coyotes. Mm-hmm. Um like raccoons too. Raccoons are the number as far as as far as I'm concerned, raccoons are the number one animal that should be properly managed. And then but if you don't manage them, then they'll go through these big population crashes, but their popula- their population will come up because they can get distempered, which sure. will yeah, they'll it'll kill them off really quick, but then like there's so much available food that once the population comes back, it'll come right back up. But all those animals are still dying, yeah. and they're dying horribly too. Right. That's like yeah. this temper is not a way you want to die. But if the population is low enough, where like a disease like this temper won't move through the population fast when it's when they're you know when there's a dense population, then it's never going to affect them like it would if the population is super dense. Yeah, absolutely. It's the, there's. People have removed themselves from nature. We think that humans are not natural. We think that we don't have a right or a place in nature. And that's yeah. fucking that's not how the fuck it is. We're <laughs> yeah. animals, man. Like, we, we, we are put a us mammal. in that chain. Yeah. Put us in that chain. Let us 
you know, do our part to manage what's going on. You know, yep. every everything in the cycle has its place to fulfill, yeah. and that includes us. So we should be in there fucking doing what we need to do. Yeah, it means yeah. killing stuff. It was yeah. gonna fucking die anyway. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But they just and, people don't understand that. And and like like I'm not trying to bash any like like vegetarians or vegans or anything, but like their soy products that they buy, like that takes a lot of water. That takes a lot of fuel, and that that means a lot of dead animals. Oh yeah, and insects and stuff like oh, that. Oh yeah, well, and and it's fine. Like I like I don't like I have no no issue with vegans or vegetarians. Like they're I I got a lot of friends who are vegans and vegetarians, but like they just need to realize that the, like they're they can do it because like if they see it as like like a better like a health benefit or whatever whatever they right. see but as far as like a environmental right. impact no oh yeah i'm it, sorry oh yeah that's yeah that you need to have your priorities straight if that's what you're doing you know yeah. because you yeah you need to realize that the fucking i mean the pesticides involved in all mm-hmm. that shit monocrop farming itself is fucking genetically modified genetically modified fucking yeah like if you're if you're growing your own fucking vegetables and you don't want to kill an animal and all you want to do is live off of what you can grow that's fine like nobody i can't say anything about that you're probably gonna die soon though. <laughs> it's, it's probably not the healthiest for you as a human but <laughs> it's probably not the healthiest thing for you as a human speaking of things humans are supposed to do but yeah, whatever, man. If you don't want to kill any animals and you just want to do that, that's fine. But if you're going to the grocery store and you're buying these fucking, these things that are massively monocropped, and, yeah. you know, and, and you, well, not to mention all the, I mean, think about all the fucking, the small mammals that are killed in the harvesting. So like, when the combines <laughs> yeah. go through the field, you ever like, go through yeah. the field? <laughs> <laughs> like, where's the reason there's fucking crows? Well, in yeah, there? yeah, yeah. <laughs> you just say, why are those crows picking things out? Of yeah, you're that, still killing animals. That ain't you're, no soybean. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Put the binoculars on them. You're not. Yeah, you're. You're not as. You know, fucking your hands aren't as clean as they think they are if you're going to the grocery store to buy your fucking vegetables. So. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's something they got to realize, too. But, yeah, man, it, I think it just comes from people removing themselves from the food chain or removing themselves from nature. Like, hey, man, like, we, yeah, we, we're a part of that. Like, yeah. We need to, like, like we might don't be, feel bad about participating we, in we it. We might yeah. be civilized in our eyes, but we're really just another fucking animal. Just and, another mammal. And the world, yeah, and the world and the earth, you know, it functions best when all of its parts are participating. Yeah, especially since we've thrown, like, <clears throat> the normal, like, like the the normal way of nature, we've thrown it off. I don't really know how you word that, but like we've thrown a lot of shit off in the natural world. Oh yeah. And like when upset people are balance. like, yeah, yeah, we've upset the balance. And when people are like, we shouldn't interfere. Like like oh like I saw this one video one time. It it always sticks in my head of like this like baby penguin that fell in this like crack of ice and it couldn't get out. And like the scientists are like we can't pull that penguin out because that's interfering with the natural world. I'm like, dude, grab the penguin. <laughs> you're there. You're an animal. You have the you have the will and the right to pull that thing out and put it back on top of the ice and give it back to its parents. Yeah. Like, it doesn't need to sit in that crevice and die. Like, Dude, like you saving that deer this year. Yeah, like me pulling a deer out of the Wisconsin River. Two deer, actually, out of the Wisconsin the ice, River because yeah. they fell through the ice. Yeah. Like, I had... You're there. Like, yeah. I was there. I saw it. Yeah. So I could 
I could go and I could grab that thing and I could pull it out of the river and I could throw it back up on shore. It was deer season, so you could have even killed it. <laughs> yeah, you chose I chose to just like yeah, let it live. I chose to let that thing live because I thought that would be the right thing to do because I'm an animal and I saw another animal like suffering yeah. in its natural environment, but I had the will of my own to do what I wanted with the animal. So I could have killed it and ate it or I could have grabbed it by the neck like I did and drag it back to shore and throw it up on there and dry it off and let it do its thing and that's what it did. It's fucking awesome. Hold on one sec. Alright, the recording was about to stop so we had to pause it but you guys won't notice except for me pointing it out but (laughs) (laughs) we'll uh, we'll keep going for a little bit but Billy's getting hungry. Yes. (laughs) Yes, he hasn't met his caloric Very fucking hungry. needs in the last shit we've been doing. Yeah, probably like two hours. Today, right? Yeah, I missed a meal. Yeah, oh, like, no. no, I, I said you ate. I watched you. Yeah, but like time wise, I missed a meal. Normally, I would spaghetti? eat every. I got some venison. No, spaghetti. no, that's okay. I'm saving myself for Qnova. <laughs> oh, oh my god, saving yourself from some genetically modified beans. I, I think Qnova's pretty good. Don't I think they're uh, other than the chicken. Yeah, I feel like the chicken is. Probably raised pretty unethically because pretty much all chicken is raised unethically. But other than that, I feel pretty good about it. So that's one thing I started doing with. Well, I'm gonna have to figure out something else now because White Feather Farms isn't doing pork this year. What? Started buying uh, pigs from White Feather because I was like, really? Yeah, because like that makes me sad. You know, you know they're my neighbors, right? What's up? They're my neighbors. Oh, okay. No shit. Yeah. Literally right across the field. Oh, okay. Right on. Yep. Yeah, that's where I was getting my, my pork the last couple of years, because, yeah, I was, that was one thing I was like, well, man, it's kind of fucked up how, you know, like, but pigs are smart, They're too smart to just be keeping them like that, like, chickens, it's not, it's not nice to keep chickens like that, but it, it's on a different plane than pigs, like. Those pigs had a great life, <laughs> trust me. Well, on Life on the Farm, they did, yeah, 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 oh, yeah. it's organic pigs, exactly, yeah, yeah they the, just walk around, they eat food, they yeah, fucking they have were, a good time, I, I saw them, them, I visited them, yeah. yeah. Like their Patrick Cudahy's bacon is probably not as ethically sourced. <laughs> right. So yeah, I feel I felt you know kind of bad about that. So I tried to not participate in that as much. And to be honest, dude, I didn't think I liked pork chops until I had fucking organic pork mm-hmm. chops from fucking White Feather Farms. I was like, oh my fucking god. Happy yeah. pigs make happy pork dude, chops. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, but I guess I don't know. According to one one buddy that works there, he said they're not doing pigs this year. So I'll have to figure something else out. But because I'm not, I'm not not eating bacon. But... <laughs> Tony. Tell Tony. Need... I'll talk to Tony. Talk to him. Like, Tony, like, get some goddamn pigs out doing? there, man. Hell, man. I've been thinking about getting chickens too. Like just for mostly for eggs. Because we eat a lot of fucking You could probably eggs. have a coop Do you, do you, you realize, yeah. if you really think about it, talk about one of the most sustainable ways. Having a chicken coop. Chickens? Yeah. No, like chickens with eggs. Yeah. Like for protein. Right, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like, like laying eggs. Yeah, like yeah. laying yeah. chicken. Yeah. Especially if they're free range. It's like, they just walk around there, eat freaking bugs and shit, mm-hmm. and then go sit in their coop every summer. night and freaking lay an egg. Oh yeah, or yeah. three. You just gotta keep Although, the predators at bay. I was gonna say there, there's there's at least one cat. I see his tracks walking around, and Ooh. I saw him that one day with a fucking rabbit. So I oh, would have to. Right, yeah, yeah, that freaked me. Me and Ranger got back from a Let walk. Let me tell you what, morning. a one sixty kind of bear will do. <laughs> <laughs> will do a cat like I don't. I I have had cats. Actually, my last cat, he was twenty years old when he died, but feral cats. See, I, I, I hate I, to say it, I, but I mean, they're, they're dead meat they, every they, time. They decimate the, the fucking bird population, but there's so many fucking rabbits around here. I gotta imagine he's doing his part to kind of keep that in check, even if he's only taking out a few. 
Those crows did that one day. I've told this story before. That was the yeah. wildest goddamn thing I've ever seen, yeah. too. I was walking Ranger again, and um, a fucking crow was carrying a live baby rabbit down the fucking street, and the mother was chasing it, <laughs> screaming after it. Oh. I was like, what the fuck did I just see? Karen's life is like nature is metal. Yeah, dude, it fucked me up for a couple of days. I was like, oh my god, that was fucking crazy. But yeah, one day, too, me and Ranger got back from a walk like really early in the morning, and there was a fucking cat in our fucking yard. And like I said, in the winter, I can see his tracks. I, like, I know where he goes. Um, but a fucking cat with a fucking rabbit... Probably 80% of his body size just fucking, like, had it, you know, like a fucking lion would or something. And I was like, well, was like yeah, I was like, we don't, we oh don't God. want it, man. Like, like a lion with a wildebeest. Yeah, like, we're, yeah. <laughs> you're not taking this from me. Yeah, I was like, we're, we're out of here, man. Don't, don't, you know. Dude, we're... <laughs> have you ever thought about, like, getting a blowgun or something and shooting some city rabbits? No. Like a blowgun? Can you? Yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. Yeah, dude. You can even use There's a pellet gun. In like no shit. Legally speaking, you can't discharge a firearm in yeah, town. But a pellet. But gun. you could shoot a pellet gun, especially if you have a good backstop. Like if you're shooting from dude. like dude, a little maybe. bit those big ass Beeman air rifles, dude, like the twenty two no. caliber ones. Yeah, no, but like like Tim Wells, like, like a cold steel <laughs> blowgun with like a nice broadhead tipped like blow dart. It'll put them. Right down. There is so many rabbits around here. Yeah, it's dude, insane. You should do it. I, dude. Like, it, especially you know like, it. when it's when it's warm out. When I walk range in the morning, um, just, I yeah, I, I don't yeah. even know if I could fucking. I probably see at least a dozen just dude, in a yes. fucking half a mile walk. That'd be yeah, awesome. they're everywhere around here. I mean, and they go to my bird feeders too. I see their shit everywhere. There's a lot of rabbit sign. <laughs> But yeah, no, I thought dude, about getting get, chickens too. You got a perfect too. spot to get them then, yeah. right? Yeah, just, like, just at, at the feeder. Just fucking... <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> just take well, one. Like, I'm not even joking. It's not even illegal. Wow, that's good. Well, yeah, it's not like they fucking have a problem repopulating. So. Oh no, no. <laughs> especially <laughs> city rabbits. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. yeah, they all just live fucking rid of the houses and shit. Yeah, it's cool. Once in a while, I'll see foxes like cruising through town. You saw a coyote here once, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, I saw a coyote running in the middle of fucking 2nd Street. What? A yeah. fucking coyote in the middle well, of the road. That's what they say. Well, <laughs> like, seriously, coyotes are so adaptable. Yeah. yeah. Like, they're, it's amazing. Yeah, yeah. it's the struggle play. They go in Central Park in New yeah. York, apparently. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah, they, they, they do. They're, 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 they're all over. Same thing with, like, um, even, like, Milwaukee. Yeah. Like they're they're Milwaukee. wherever, man. Yeah. Even, like, L.A. Like, people get their freaking dogs and cats. Dude, even big cats are in... Yeah, the, the, California's a weird fucking scary. state. Well, they got no place to go, but right. they're still there, you know. They, yeah, they right. figure shit out in the mountains and shit. Yeah. They're, they're well, and the, there's so much rural land up there with so few, like so such few food, that like the younger males are like, oh wait, there's dogs and cats in this urban area. Like, <laughs> I'll go there. Well, that's what I was Delicious. laughing about that coyote. I was like, that coyote's looking for a fucking little dog. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> Hope nobody leaves little... Well, they've even had wolves in Schmeekly. Little Milo out in the chain. Like, they seriously have wolves. They've had wolves in Schmeekly. Oh, yeah, I believe yeah. it. Dude, Schmeekly oh, is right actually, like, right on the edge of town, though, too. Yeah, like, but... if you go... If you go as the crow flies, if you, if you go, like, walk two miles straight north of Schmeekly, like Lake Jonas, you're in, like... Jonas. You're... Joannis. Is it... Gina corrected me on that that one time. It's Jonas. Is it? Okay. I thought so, too. Gina... Some people call it Lake Dreyfus, too. Okay. Lake Jonas. Yeah, okay. Dreyfus guy. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. So, anyways, I got corrected once. So I thought like, I was like that's that's sort of a, like a yeah, like kind of a, a staple part of like Schmeigley, right? Like semi center yeah. of it. If you go as the crow flies one mile straight north, like you're on the edge of like residential, and then you go another three hundred yards, and you're like in rural like woods.
woods. So like that, real woods. That wolf story, and maybe if we're thinking of the same instance, are you talking about like one wolf was seen there like a decade or so ago? No, I think there's right. been... I think they're getting there. Okay. 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 Because Sean will tell you that he knew a guy, and it might even been fucking Tony Whitefeather. Um, I don't know. He has. He had a wolf. He had like a half wolf pet. Oh, it was full wolf. Okay. It was full. Yeah, yeah. He had a fucking wolf pet, and fucking it was like at Schmeekly one day or something like that, and so somebody was like freaking out, and they were like, "Oh, like it's not." Really, like, what do you think? Yeah, but, but that would yeah, be but, that would be probably because <clears throat> ten years ago he told me it was like ten years ago. Okay, maybe it's so been yeah. for Tony. Because yeah. Tony used to actually, Tony used to, because right before he like he was in the process of buying the property, like the the however the many acres, yeah, the farm. So for he was moving from one place to another. He set up. He had a teepee. And he set up a teepee on our property, and he, oh, him okay. and his family lived in a teepee for a couple of months at it, when they were in the process of getting the property that they had, and then they brought bought the property. So they, my buddy Sean, who lives on on Fifth Ave over there, he yeah. he lived on in a yurt on White Feather Farms for like two years. Oh really? Yeah, he would just was he the fire dude? Uh, no, no. But um, I think yeah. he may have one of his roommates might have been or something like that. Yeah. And then he had a roommate that was like a piece of shit alcoholic who. Lies about everything from having brain cancer to having a diploma. So you gotta watch out for that guy. <laughs> what kind of a fucking liar lies about shit like that? That's Dude, I can see lying about a diploma. And lying about, not, not lying about ha- not having it so people don't feel bad about him. Lying about having cancer for whatever reason that might, Jesus. wherever that might get him. Yeah, piece of shit guy. Anyway, but uh, yeah, fucking Sean. That's, that's an interesting fucking character. But that's how I started getting... Pork from Wayfeather Farms, and he used to bring me uh, the like the reject eggs too, like the ones that are good to eat. They're just technically not allowed to sell. They're like too small or micro cracks or whatever. So I would just get like a free dozen fucking organic nice. eggs sometimes. That was fucking dope. Yeah, that's legit. Actually, probably gonna go to the, the Winter's Farmer Market tomorrow to get some more more eggs from there. But um, yeah, you said that wolf story, and I, I remember Sean had that story too, where it was like, cause he showed me the picture because like, Tony Wayfeather has a he has like a Polaroid of it up on his fridge. This mm-hmm. fucking Huge fucking you know wolf, wolf. yeah. It's <laughs> like holy shit, that'd be crazy yeah, yeah, having that. Yeah. It a pet. yeah, that'd be fucking wild. Yeah, that's some fucking back to human roots shit. <laughs> Keeping a wolf well, around. <laughs> yeah, if you think about it, that's how the dog. That's how it happened. That's how the dog became yeah. a thing. And that's why a lot of people have such a such a sweet spot for wolves when people talk about like yeah. hunting and stuff. Or like coyotes too, because they look like yeah. wolves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, little wolves. But let me tell you what, when you see a coyote walking through the woods, you know that thing ain't a dog. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. Well, did you think the one you saw was a dog? No. Yeah, I mean, you're yeah. like, boom, that's a coyote. Yeah, that's yeah. a coyote. It's like, whoa. Like, yeah. Can tell. Strikes you pretty... Yeah. Like, maybe for a second, especially if they're out of place, yeah. they, you might, like, give like, them, like a, like, a one-eyed squint like, no, for yeah, a second. Even, yeah, even his stride mm-hmm. yeah. was different. Yeah. 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 That was cool when we saw that fox when we were, or I saw that fox when we were camping. You and Strum were bringing up the sled. Yep. That yeah, fucking, we could hear it all night. Yeah, it's a horny fox fucking running Yeah, she's trying to get me. Yeah, I felt Making good. noises and stuff? Yeah, yeah it sounded like a fucking turkey. Noises, yeah. It sounded like a fucking turkey. It was really weird. We looked it up and it was like, oh yeah, it's a female in heat. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I, felt, I was like really worried it was like a female looking for her fucking cub or something that got like eaten, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> I was like, oh, she's just spending all night calling for her fucking baby, but she was trying to get laid. But yeah, it sounded like a fucking turkey. <laughs> It was like it sounded. It was like three like. Dude, it was like chirps. some chick running around the square. 
a short oh skirt in the God. middle of winter. Oh my God. <laughs> it's Friday night, huh? Probably get to go find one of those. Listen for the calls. Yeah. <laughs> probably hear them from here, honestly. <laughs> Well, yeah, we got point after, and fuck, I have three bars I can see from my house, right. and I'm not even downtown. <laughs> God bless yeah, you. Those are all the greasy, the greasers that come out at night. <laughs> come out from the freaking all the weirdos, the bowels of the of Stevens Point. Stevens Point. <laughs> oh man. Honestly, though, that Frank and Irish bar, that they they. Have you been in there since they redid it? I've never been there, period. Oh, which is well, weird, right? Because I've lived here for yeah. like two years now. Yeah. <laughs> they redid it. It, it, it yeah. used to be an absolute shithole. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, was I was in it when it was Second Street, and it was it was fine. But it was just a dive bar. I was yeah. like, yeah, I'm here because I want to drink bar, like a beer in a shitty bar. Yeah, during the pandemic, they took the opportunity to remodel. I like Point After. We've, we've done remodel shit there, too. Point After is an awesome fucking bar. And Final. And I think... And maybe in the next year or so, we're fucking finally remodeling the bathrooms at Final, which is going to be a major nice. thing, because that's yeah. been the problem, is because they're not big enough to make them, like, ADA compliant, that's why they just haven't touched them, but I think they're going to, like, fucking take out that wall and fucking really make do a whole fucking thing, yeah. Because cool. they did, did you guys do the the other renovations? Yeah, really? yeah, yeah, the yeah, whole dude, fucking was, shit show, yeah. That was, like, a really nice upgrade. Oh, it looks so nice in there compared to what it did, yeah. for sure, yeah, that, that was fucking much needed for them but yeah i'll be honest before they did the upgrades like when i would go in there i was like yeah like this bar is fine because like other people that i'm with like to come here but it's not like i'm like oh finals the shit and then after they redid it i was like oh this is it's nice i now. like this place yeah yeah definitely fucking nicer now and then yeah we redid the floor and like resurfaced the bar and did like the walls and shit at point after and, um then we redid the kitchen which i mean you don't see but yeah my my boss fucking just loves doing shit for bars. <laughs> so, like, we do, like, snow removal from a lot of the bars in town, and we do the remodel shit. I mean, it really is. It's a good fucking, good, good like, thing to have in your social network. <laughs> yeah, especially if you do a good job, then, yeah. like... They recommend the other bars, yeah. and then, yeah, I mean, then you go in there, and they're fucking cool with you, and then, yeah, exactly. Then you got somebody, do, nice. you know, you got a snow removal contract, and you've got, yeah, it's, it's legit. <clears throat> Me. Well, to wrap it up, yeah, that was fucking solid. That was a good ass. That was episode. a great episode. Yeah, we got a lot of good stuff. Basically, two full hours, which is one of the longest episodes, if not the longest. Yeah, yeah, I wanted to keep that momentum going, man. We're having some good shit. Yeah. Strem's gonna be we sad. Right? <laughs> we'll do it. We'll do it off the record. <laughs> um, yeah, thanks for listening. Check us out, Moraine underscore Barbarians on Instagram. Uh, check out our other episodes if you want. Nico was in the uh, Duck Camp episode. Scroll back. I don't remember yeah. what number. Do you have an Instagram but... that you like want to pull? Oh in? yeah, yeah. It's Nico N I C O Ackman A K E M A N N. And it. you have Sky Outdoors. And as I've well, got right? Sky Outdoors. Yep. Like yeah. Sky dot Outdoors. I think. Yeah, yes. I think it's Sky dot Outdoors. I don't think it's an underscore. I think it's a dot. But check both. Yeah, for down, down for some fucking hunting content yep. and more, more shit like that. Yeah, and I'll be posting on there a lot more. Yeah, Especially, and hopefully we'll have some cool shit from our trip yeah, coming up that we'll be able yeah. to post it on there. So. Yep. Oh, yeah, check us out. All right, cool. Thanks for listening. Um, we'll hopefully have a pre-recorded outro of Strem's Jaw Harp to insert here, but <laughs> if not, we'll just catch you the next time. Thank <laughs> you.